Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Look and Listen Podcast. Once again, we're back with another one-on-one episode. And as you already know, each one of these is designed to bring you a brand new conversation, brand new interview, brand new perspective. the brand new introduction of oh, some brand new production Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash looklistenpod. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Yo, what's up? Welcome back to the Look and Listen podcast. It's another one-on-one episode. As you see, the topic for today is Mr. Robot show that comes on the USA Network that had everybody like, what the fuck is going on? So I got a few people on here today, as you see from the show notes. We got Dago and Nick from uh, Breakfast for Dinner podcast and my homegirl, Terrilyn. And uh, before we get into uh, talking about the show, I want to have the people introduce themselves and say hello and uh, talk about what they do so you can go check them out. Um, In addition to listening to this or whatever, then we'll get into the show and then we'll shout everybody's shit out again. So we'll go with uh, Terrilyn first. You don't have a podcast, but you have a blog that you want everybody to check out. So tell them about that. Um, yep. My blog is at diggingdiscography.com or diggingdiscog.com. Um, it just goes into the background of certain popular songs and the roots and history of it. It's fun. And uh, you should check it out. All right. And uh, either Dago or Nicole or both of you, uh, <laughs> go, ahead, <laughs> go ahead and tell everybody about what you all do at Breakfast for Dinner. Oh, yeah. Uh, Breakfast for Dinner podcast is a pop culture podcast. 
Uh, we talk about politics and current events and uh, like fashion and sports when we get to uh, lots of TV talk. So we talked about Mr. Robot a lot. Uh, we talk about like Empire and The Walking Dead we're really into. So we talk, we, we consume a lot of media and we talk about it. Um, we're at bfdpod.com, at bfd underscore podcast on Twitter. And we're always chatting people up because we love to. We love the feedback. And uh, we're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes. And, and yeah, just give us a listen. Word, that's what's up, man. So y'all go ahead and uh, check out those things. And, um, you know what I'm saying, we'll have everybody shout it out again in Twitter handles and whatever else they need to let everybody know about. We'll get into that um, towards the end of the show. But anyway, man, we're going to go ahead and talk about this Mr. Robot joint, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I do is I usually just do a, a weave, you know what I'm saying, we go around from person to person. So I just shout out the questions in the order and um, we'll get into it. I'll, I'll drop my little two cents in the bucket as well. So the first question is... Uh, when and how did you first hear about the show? We'll go with uh, Nicole first, then Dago, and then Tara. Oh, all right. Um, so we heard about this show because we cover lots of shows on our podcast, and people were like, why are you not talking about Mr. Robot? It's going to be your favorite show ever. So <laughs> that's how we heard about it yeah, from I, the Twitter. Yeah, I uh, I kept hearing about it from people that I follow on the internet, like I that I follow that I trust their TV judgment. I didn't know that USA had like a bunch of really great sh- like dramas and and just shows in general because I know I think that I think Psych was on it and some other shows that I kind of liked, but I didn't know that they had like a lineup that people were like, no, USA is good. My mom uh, knew. Yeah, your mom knew, but I think moms know everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so when. I just kept hearing about it and hearing about it and hearing about it. And then uh, eventually people on the podcast were like, you have to watch Mr. Robot or we're boycotting you. And then we did it. So <laughs> so peer pressure is what brought you into the fold. Yeah, I'm not I'm not above peer pressure. Right. No doubt. Terrilyn, what's your story? Did people uh, twist your arm to get you to watch this shit? No, it didn't take much. I was listening to a... Um... A premium episode. I was listening to the Nerd Off from um, the Black Guy Who Tip spinoff. And yeah, right. And um, Rod was bragging about it in the summertime, and that's when nothing is on TV for me. Mm-hmm. So I had been watching, binge watching a bunch of Netflix stuff, and I was running out of stuff to watch. So I was like, I'll watch it. And and that's it. I started watching it, and I was hooked. Yo, yeah, my story is the exact same as yours, Taylor. And I heard the same episode of uh, the Nerd Off. And, you know, I had heard about the show. I saw people tweeting about it and, you know, all of that. I saw the hashtag, but I really didn't know what it was about. But, um, you know, listening to Rod discuss it, I think he was the only person on that episode. You know, they normally have guests and stuff. And I think he was the only person on that show who said that he had watched Mr. Robot. But just like his enthusiasm about it and Mm -hmm. the way that um, he sort of described what was happening without giving things away was the reason why I wanted to check it out. I was like, yo, that shit sounds pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? So um, I was like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and check it out. Basically what he said was, you know, the, the main character, Elliot, is a is a, a guy who's a hacker who hacks into the personal lives of basically everybody around him as well as being able to just hack into whatever the fuck he wants to hack into. So anything from corporate America and, you know, so on and so forth. And he just described like how Elliot does his thing and sort of sees himself as like a vigilante. And there was a, you know, the opening scene in the first episode, you know, he meets up with this guy at a coffee shop 
and you know he's able to tell this man you know i have detailed information about the kind of stuff that you're doing i won't give that away just yet although we will be talking about some kind of spoilery stuff so if you haven't seen mr robot then you know you might not really want to listen to this right now if you're afraid of spoilers i'm gonna give you this one freebie right now but after that then we're gonna be talking about yo when that person got shot in the chest and all that kind of shit you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah man so, <laughs> that was crazy <laughs> yeah when the guy <laughs> did the thing and the other thing happened so yeah so you know i just was like yo that sounds pretty cool like the way that he you know described it. again his enthusiasm about the show made me say okay well this is something that i want to check out so i ended yeah, up yeah i think he said it's the best thing on tv I th- yeah, he did say something. <laughs> he got, like he that. hyped it. He yeah. does the hyperbole. Yeah, I was, was like, well, okay. Yeah, he was really trying to sell it. I don't know if he was trying to sell it in terms of like trying to convince people to watch it. Because, you know, sometimes like when you really are into something, you be like, yo, you got to check this shit out. You know, you really try to sell it to people. I don't think that's necessarily what he was trying to do, but he was just so hype about it and, right. and all of that. And that was, you know, sometimes that is what makes you want to check the show out. Because sometimes like, if you hear people talk about, yo, this is the greatest thing ever, and they really try to sell it to you, you come in with certain expectations. And if it doesn't live up to those expectations, then you're like, man, fuck this show. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like he was trying to sell it, but just the way that he described it is what yeah. actually sold it. So and he was definitely on some real talk. I'm not trying. You know, I don't try to convince people, but yeah. this show is good, you right. know. Yep. So I was like, I'm going to give it a try. Yeah, man. So shout out to Rod for that shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, So... We kind of touched on it already with the the first with our first answers, but you know if there's anything that anybody wants to add um, to that, I'll go ahead and ask the second question that I actually had written down was: Were you interested in watching the show immediately, or did it take a little bit of convincing once you finally did hear about it? We we'll go with Terrell first, and then Daga with Nick. Um, like I said, it was it was in the summertime; it wasn't much on anyway, so it didn't take much to convince me to watch it, and um, you know, so it wasn't. It didn't take much convincing, and he was so enthusiastic about it that I figured it had to be it had to be worth trying. So yeah, Dago. Oh uh, yeah, it was. I mean, it, it took some convincing just because like Nicole and I have like very busy lives, and even when there's not a lot of like TV on, uh, we like fill the time like with uh, all the other things that we probably should be doing instead of watching TV. <laughs> I, and, we ain't couch potatoes like y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, and uh, and so yeah, so it took some convince a little bit of convincing from our fans, and mm-hmm. and also there's that like, the FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out, right. and uh, I was it kind of ties into the early, like a little bit of the earlier conversations, like the enthusiasm of all the people that were really into the show. You see them tweet about it, mm-hmm. and it really just kind of like it can like it convinced me like okay maybe this is kind of worthwhile, like because there was such enthusiasm like oh my god I can't believe oh I, like oh I, ah blah like all that kind of like twitter reaction to the moments of the show like it kind of sucks that i wasn't there for them you know like i wasn't there like live tweeting being like oh my god i can't believe you did this uh and so um yeah that was that was kind of the convincing i needed i was like this is this is actually this might actually be something i think i probably needed the most convincing because i didn't know what it was about i thought it was going to be like an irobot or like ex machina which i hated and so i was like I don't I don't know nothing about robots. <laughs> like what are you going to make me watch in here? And then when Dargo started describing like, "Oh no, it's not about robots, it's about hackers." I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll just forget everything I know about robots and I'll watch this show." I was really afraid cuz she really hated the Matrix too, and oh, the I show kind of reminds me of the beginning of the Matrix. Uh-huh. And so, like I was just kind of like, "Oh, she might actually just hate this, but we'll see." 
yeah um for me like like i said it was it was pretty much rise enthusiasm i didn't really need much else um but like like some folks had already said you know in, in previous answers i really didn't know what to expect like the name itself kind of had me thinking that it was like nicole said like it, it might be about robots or some you know some kind of like uh you know humans or ex machina type of thing where you know you've got some kind of like um you know android thing going on or something like that so that was sort of like what i thought about it when i just saw people tweeting about it before i heard you know rod talk about it on the nerd off um so i thought it was some doctor who shit and so i was just like what's this weird variation of doctor who i had no idea what the show was about yeah like the name itself would lead you to think these other things but you know to hear that it was about hackers and all of that was uh was pretty cool so yeah, I think he started describing it on the show, and I was like, oh, okay. Because I don't yeah. watch everything that they talk about on the Nerd Off. And right. um, so when he described what it was, I was like, yeah, that sounds like something I would get into yeah, anyway. So, definitely. You know. Yep, yep. All right, so, um, you know, what was your first impression of the show when you started watching it? Um, and also to add to that, you know, did you have any expectations um, going into it? And, and what was your first impression of it when you um, when you first started watching it? Uh, the show so we'll go with Dago first and then Nick and then uh Terrellin. uh my first impression well I, my first impressions were that it was like it was really beautifully shot like the colors were really like interesting which is like I am not a cinematography person or a movie person really or like like I can't tell you the difference between here and there but like it really caught me like the layperson just how beautifully shot it was that was like one of my first impressions, I was like, oh, wow, this is actually, like, really beautiful. I kind of expected something, like, you know, very basic cable-y, kind of, like, you know, it, it relies more on, like, the like the plot line and anything else. Like, it doesn't rely on, like, the whole package, like, the, the beauty of it. And so that was my first impression. I was like, oh, my God. And then I was, uh, I was, I was like, really expecting it to be really, really good because of the hype. And, it, like, it didn't, like, it didn't let me down, which was which was really surprising because I kind of like expected to be let down. Like, okay, like, all right, I guess. But no, it, it like it it lived up to the hype. I was like, oh my god, yes, yes, more, please. So, I think I went to it, went into it thinking that it was gonna be kind of like Daredevil for some reason. I don't know why that was like. We watched it recently, and I was like, oh, going into this, it's it's gonna be the same story, but without superheroes or something. Um, and then the I don't know if we're gonna get into plot talk here is that cool if i say some spoiled things so look we already told the people that weren't trying to be spoiled that they had one free shot so that was that was early so now (laughs) go into it awesome so the scene where he's like you know confronting the the coffee shop owner about the the child pornography um it it felt like he was this vigilante, like, good guy. And I was like, oh, okay, like, now I have some idea of who this guy is going to be. But then really, that's not even who Mr. Robot is. Like, that's not really what he's in it for is, like, justice necessarily. He just, Mm -hmm. like, there were so many layers. And so very quickly, I was like, this is going to be a show that, like, develops in ways that you don't expect. I, yeah, because I expected like a serial kind of like he is a vigilante in this case, and then the episode's over, and then he moves on to the next case and the yes, next episode. That's what I thought. So yeah. I, I, that's yeah. what I thought it was going to be in the first episode, and then I was like, oh wait, no, this is way more convoluted than that. And I was yeah. like, oh okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, that and that 
that scene um, when I mentioned earlier about Rod talking about it, that scene with the um, the guy in the coffee shop was was the one that he kind of talked about. And like you said, he mentioned the, the child pornography and, um, you know, the guy thought it was all about money. So he was like, well, how much do you want? And so on. And he was like, I don't really care about the money. I just wanted to be here when this happens. And the police, you know, start, you know, they they swarm the outside of the building. And, you know, Elliot puts on his black hood, which he wore throughout the uh, the series or whatever. He put that on and just kind of walked out of the building. So like you all said, I kind of thought that, OK, I don't I don't know if it was going to be like a like a law and order, like case case of the week type of thing. But I I kind of felt like with that setup from the first episode that it was going to be something that, you know, we saw him sort of do that type of thing, you know, at least a few times, maybe not every episode, but like you get a few things with, that maybe, you know, develop over a few episodes or whatever. But then, you know, you have him sort of bring someone to justice or, or at least get somebody to, you know, resign from their, you know, their job or something like that because of fear of, you know, what he could do or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah, know. I pretty much thought the same thing. Like, even though Rod had gave some background um, about how the characters, you know, how the characters develop or whatever in that first episode, I still thought, yeah, it would be like, um, like USA t- TV. A lot of it is like burn notice or something. They, they focus on a case each time and then there's other stuff in the background that you can figure out as you go along. So I was still um, impressed by the first episode, but I just, I didn't expect that uh, the, the next few episodes would be totally different yeah. or not different, but you know, wouldn't have a particular case to solve. So no doubt. Um, Nicole, was there anything else that you wanted to add to, uh, to your answer? No. Okay, so Terrell, <laughs> Terrell, what what would you say um, would be your answer to your first impression? I mean, you you've sort of already talked about it, but you know, is there anything else that you wanted to add to your first impression? Um, no, that was pretty much it. I was I was impressed from the from the opening scene, though. Um, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and, and you know, for me, um, it was impressing. You know, I had, I had already heard about that particular scene, you know, because of of Rod's description of it on on his podcast or you know his spinoff podcast but to see it was still intense like it's one of those things and to see his face like he he plays that character very well he really does he seems a little crazy but then like a little naive at the same time and just awkward he does he he has that character down you know Yeah, yeah yeah definitely um you know like i was saying um sometimes when you hear about things it kind of takes away the surprise or, you know, it's a spoiler. So you've, you've already got the information. So it doesn't really have the same impact on you that it would if you didn't know about it ahead of time. Um, so that's obviously why a lot of people try to revo- avoid that type of shit, you know, when it, when it comes to um, Twitter and, and other means of, of communication. But the way that he described that scene and the stuff that he said happened in the scene, I was like, okay, that, that sounds pretty intense. But seeing it, even though that was the one thing that I was kind of looking for, you know, when I watched the first episode, seeing it was crazy. Because like you said, the guy that plays um, Elliot, I think his name is uh, Rami Malik. I had never seen him before, but obviously he's been in some other things. But this was my first time seeing him. Like he just has a, a very like unique look and his eyes are so crazy. And, and, all mm-hmm. that. and the way that he performed it was like yo this is this is wild like even though i sort of knew what was going to happen i knew that eventually the police were going to come and all of that 
it was just like, yo, what the fuck is gonna happen in here? Like, and and the guy, you know, because the the dude that he was talking to, he was the owner of the coffee shop. You know, he he didn't know what the fuck was going on, so he tried <laughs> to be all big and bad at first. Like, man, get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? And then as as uh, Elliot started talking to him and, and sort of you know laying his hand out, my man started getting scared. So you see like the scared look on his face and just like the oh shit I'm going to fucking jail y'all they're gonna put me under the jail people gonna be you know <laughs> fucking me up when I get in there and everything. You could just see the the reality of the situation really setting in on his face and the way that you know Malik performed it as Elliot was was just crazy. So. That was an intense opening. I was like, yo, this I'm already sold on this shit. And then, you know, the rest of the episode, like Dago said, just the the beauty of how it was shot. Um, you know, I thought everybody, even in the first episode, we got a chance to see more of their performances as they went on. But the characters that we met the first episode, I thought, you know, were all pretty, you know, well acted and everything. Um, I think the original idea for this was to make it a film. So I think mm-hmm. that, that has something to do with the way that it looks you know, in terms of the cinematography and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. Mm. So uh, that's probably the main reason why it looks like it does. Because when you sit down and watch it, it does sort of look very cinematic. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. So yeah. that was my first impression that that opening scene was really intense, even though I'd already, you know, had described, you know, it was already described for me, but seeing it was crazy. And then just the beauty of the way that it was done. And I really liked the the old 1980s font that they popped up for the, you know, the title of the show, Mr. Robot, that just popped mm-hmm. up, like, right after that. So I was like, yo, this this, this is a really good-looking show. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we already kind of talked about, um, you know, the stuff for the next question, which was, you know, what stood out the most in the first episode. But I'll ask, any, I'll ask you know, if there's anything that you want to add to the first, um, to your answer about your first impression, anything else that kind of comes to mind. You know, as far as the characters, the pacing, you know, you know, anything else that anybody wants to add on to that, then you can chime in. If not, then we'll just go on to the next thing. I definitely noticed um, when I watch things, I really get into the acting of it. And, and I liked from the beginning that you could tell kind of, as you mentioned, that it was going to be a very like close acting thing where you're not watching these like big wide scenes. It really has to do with like the the dialogue and like how these people are connecting and then especially since Mr. Robot or Elliot is so like in his own head that there was going to be a lot of like him having to like do things correctly physically in order to move the show along even if there wasn't dialogue for it and so I was like oh okay like this is going to be a really superbly acted show and you could tell that very early on mm-hmm. yeah definitely so anyone else Okay, so, you know, we, we already mentioned our first impressions of the show. Was that enough to sort of get you hooked into the show? Or or did it take a little bit more convincing? You know, okay, you know, was it a situation where it's like, okay, that was a really good episode. I'm going to watch another one, but I don't know if I'm all the way in on this thing or not. Uh, we'll go with Terrellyn on that first, then Nicole and Dago. Um, I think I was convinced on the first episode, but I think I had the benefit of being able to watch four shows consecutively. So even, I don't know if I had have seen it from that first air date, had I tuned in right away. Mm-hmm. But because I got to watch four, I think it was already four episodes in when I decided to start watching. Right. Um, I definitely went straight into the next episode. Um, and I was always a week behind, so I guess I wasn't as attached to it as everyone else was. Mm-hmm. But I definitely was convinced to watch it from 
episode one and it didn't take much hooking. I kept watching. So, yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that we were hooked immediately. Mm -hmm. Like the first episode wasn't even finished yet. We binged all of it after it was done. Uh Um, and we were like, Oh my God, like I can't wait to watch the whole thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the thing that really like got me like, hooked in was just like and i think we talked about on our pod is like how cynical it is about the entire world Mm -hmm. and i was just like so into that for for, i'm i'm so cynical about our world (laughs) (laughs) and i was just like speak to me elliot speak to me it was like talking to directly to me um so yeah that that was like i was like okay yeah man i gotta see how this ends i gotta see how this Mm -hmm. happens because like you know there's just there's so much on the line for this guy and like i felt like he like the whole like depression and anxiety the loneliness the possible like schizophrenia the addiction and all that coupled with like the external kind of things going on it just like there was just so much to unpack and to see that i was just kind of like yeah i gotta i gotta see where this plays out even if it is bad it's you know it doesn't it wouldn't matter because it's interesting to me you know you know they also did a good job of leaving off, leaving you off at the end of the episode that it has to lead to the second. Like you mm-hmm. wanna, you know, you wanna like what's gonna happen when he walk in, walk out of this. Uh, you know, I think the very first episode is when they went and picked him up to, like some some people in suits picked him up in a car, and it's like, well, where the hell is he going? Yeah. So you gotta watch the next episode right away. Yeah. You yeah. know. Oh yeah, yeah. They did a good job at that for pretty much every episode ending it where you have to watch the next one. And that like scene where everyone's like all blurred and stuff, but they're all like talking to each other. And he's like, this is the one percent, the one percent of the one percent. And mm-hmm. like, it was just, it was rad. It was just rad. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'd say the same thing. Like um, that first episode was pretty much enough for me, you know, just seeing what was going on. You know, like you said, the, the scenes where, you know, he went to, you know, the company that he was really up against was called E Corp, but he called it Evil Corp. And because the show was narrated from his perspective, anytime someone referred to that company, they said Evil Corp. But, you know, in reality, they most likely said E Corp. But, you know, we're hearing it through Elliot's, you know, that was, the, the filter of him. Go ahead. That, that was so confusing for me. <laughs> yeah. And that, that was when I was like, there are things that are not as they seem. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get into that um, a little bit later about some of the things that, that seemed like they were so at first. And then it was like, wait a second, this might not be real. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just like the way that the, they refer to that. Um, someone just mentioned the, the boardroom where, you know, he's at the offices of Evil Corp. And, you know, everybody's face is blurred out. But there's they, they're clearly having a meeting. And then he walks in and they're all kind of like looking at him. So. You know, Terrell's point about the fact that they did a good job of setting up, you know, like cliffhangers from week to week was was definitely cool. Um, we sort of touched on it already. I think we've already answered the question about whether or not we watched it live. Um, I, I think all of us binged it. Um, did did you all, uh, Dago and Nick, you all watched the entire series after the season was over, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so, that week. So yeah. you binged everything. And Terrell, did you said you were a week behind? Um, I binged like the first four or five episodes and then I was a week behind after that. Okay. And for me, um, I watched, I think there were about four or five, maybe six episodes in um, to the season once I started watching. So I had to binge the first ones, 
you know, the, that first few episodes in order to get caught up. And then once I was able to catch up, then I started watching um, week to week. Um, so I, I was able to sit down, you know, each Wednesday night at 10 o'clock and tune in um, after that point. Um, so the next question is, um, if you were trying to explain the show to someone who hadn't seen it, you know, what would you say about it? And, you know, if you were trying to sell it, you know, in what ways would you try to sell it? Uh, we'll go with Nicole first, then Terrilyn, and then Dago. Oh, man, this is a tough one for me. I'm really bad at describing shows to people. <laughs> and every time I'm like, guys, you have to watch Mr. Robot. I've done an awful job describing it. Um, I would say that it's about, um, <laughs> like, someone trying to take down um, – like a, a very cynical person trying to take down like a Microsoft or a Google um, and like not like being smarter than they maybe should be in the process. I don't know. I That's an awful, awful description. Everyone else should go. <laughs> well, uh, then. <laughs> I uh, thought. Yeah. Oh, who is oh, it? Go who? for it. Terrible. Oh. I thought um I thought my description was bad, but thank you, Nicole. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll um, take that. <laughs> I've tried to convince. Well, clearly I'm not great at it because I've tried to convince my office mates to watch it and they refuse. But it's it's about this schizophrenic maybe hacker that had some sort of split trauma in his life is trying to take over take down the corporations that uh, screwed his life up. And or the people that screwed other people's lives up. That didn't help much either. But oh, man. I don't really know. I don't know how else to describe it. You Thanks, Daga. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that uh, you and Nicole are equally shitty in your description. Of the show. No, hold on. Wait for the third one. Oh boy. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so I always described it as like a like a, a tense psychological thriller that involves hacking. And uh, like addiction issues and schizophrenia, maybe like some autism, but like it's it's cynical. It, it it takes a harsh look at the world, but it's also like has a sense of justice and a sense of like trying to like you know reset life for everyone who's like under the thumb of like a capitalist society that like undermines uh, people and and life and 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 uh, and just like. It's like that sick revenge that you really wanted to get against the people from 2008, you know, <laughs> like, like that, that, but in a TV show. I think that's pretty good. That was very good. Yes, 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 very, very good. I would say it's about a crazy motherfucker ah! who <laughs> has the ability to hack into people's shit, and he's got some vigilante justice going on, and then there's a whole bunch of twists and turns, and we don't know what the fuck is happening, and it looks good and he's got crazy crazy eyes <laughs> it reminds me of of reek from game of thrones you know what some yeah you know i hadn't even thought about that but since you just said that yeah i can kind of they their eyes are kind of the same they've got sort of similar look in their eyes they're kind of like they're both like i don't mean this in a bad way necessarily but they're kind of weird looking guys <laughs> they they're like uh well, i i can't even think of the word but they're like they're just like they have the sunken look of yeah. just kind of like despair in their eyes, which is like perfect for both characters, in my opinion. And they, uh, they yeah. both look like they need 
sandwiches or something. Like they they look, <laughs> they look a sandwich mal- and a hug. Yeah, exactly. Like- they look malnutritioned in in some ways or whatever. So like if if you would feed them and provide them a, a warm place to sleep in the winter time, then you know they could actually probably do much better in life. They might not have all this crazy shit going on with them. Uh, so. <laughs> So another question. This should be a bit easier for everyone to answer. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll Maybe. start. We'll start with the lady who just laughed there, Nicole. We'll start with her first. Uh, who are some of your favorite characters and why? We'll go with her first, then Dago, and then uh, Tara. So I'm always very interested in the female characters in shows. Anyone who's ever listened to Breakfast for Dinner knows that. Um, I loved Angela from the moment the show started. Um, again, she reminded me of the blonde from Daredevil. And so I was like, I'm so into it because I loved her in that show. And they're not the same actress and they're nothing alike. But I just decided that they were. Um, I hated Darlene to start with. But by like the second half of the show, I really, really loved her. Um, and then Elliot. Like, I just really liked Elliot. I like characters who are struggling with mental illness. And I, I thought that the way that they were dealing with um, his addiction was also really interesting. And like, I liked being in his head as like weird of a place as it was. I enjoyed him a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely a weird place to be. Um, we'll, we'll talk about him a little bit more in a, in a couple questions from now. Um, Dago, who are some of your favorites? Uh, I loved uh, Angela, but for also reasons that maybe Nicole didn't like her. I like her, I like her face. I also like her face. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't want to put words in your mouth. Uh, I like. Jocko and I have the same taste in women. Yes, so. yes. Uh, so <laughs> I liked her for that, but no, she was like, uh, she reminded me a lot of like myself, kind of like trying to like play the game or like kind of like stuck in the system and kind of just like either like not necessarily like falling short but like trying her damnedest and maybe not like getting there i guess or you know things being thrown in her way and uh, i really i kind of like identified with her kind of like her struggle of like trying to trying kind of trying to make it and like her friendship with elliot was really really awesome um like i like how close they were and and uh, and the camaraderie that they had especially at the beginning of the season um i didn't like shayla to begin with but uh, but she kind of that whole storyline grew on me, and then I was actually like really devastated when our homie Shayla had to go, um, and uh, yeah, those are kind of like the two standouts to me. I like Darlene a lot because she's real as shit. I love Darlene, uh, but yeah, those are my three. All right, so before we get to Terrell, let's summarize that all by saying that uh, Dago and Nicole have the same taste in women and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they both identify as white women. Uh, <laughs> so moving along, Terrellin, who are some of your favorite? Characters? Hey, I didn't have any Latinos in the show to be like, yeah, that's my Michael Pena. It, you know, like, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know what Rami, Rami Malek's uh, cultural he's a, background he's Arabic, is, but, but he, like that, we can at least claim him as you brown. Have two, you have claim him as brown, right? He's what a brown person. He's a brown person, so you could identify with his brownness at least. That's a weird shade of brown, man. It is, but I mean, it's shit, more like we, don't really, we didn't really have much, man. Well, they had the two, um, the two, the two thugs and the um, Shayla's, Shayla's connect. Yeah, that no, <laughs> you're right, guys. I changed my answer. I was, I, I feel more <laughs> interested in those two. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
Thanks for bringing the racism in, Terrilyn. <laughs> no, listen. He said I, there were no brown people on the show, yeah. and clearly, that I, I can identify with because yeah. everybody oh, on the show okay. that was like, "Yo, man, I just you know did some drugs, Holmes." Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not uncommon for Dago to identify with white women. So yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, well, our, our we struggle let, is very similar. Listen, not only are we discussing Mr. Robot, but we're also discussing Dago's identity issues. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's this is a weird group therapy session, but I'm into hey, man, it. You know, this is, this is actually an intervention for you. I, I'd like to invite you to it and welcome you to it. Uh, Terrilyn, go ahead, man. Uh, who are some of your favorite characters on Mr. Robot? And do you also identify as a white woman? I do not identify <laughs> as a white woman. In fact, the whitest of the white women, Angela, I was not too thrilled about. However, we'll get into that later. We'll Elliot, uh, I love Elliot. I love all of his crazy quirks and everything. Um, but it may just be because they unfolded most of, all of his sides carefully in season one. So I'm so intrigued by him that I like his character. Okay. I like Darlene, although towards the end, she's giving me some fishy vibes that I might need to check her. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I think those are the two people that I like the most. Okay. Um, yeah, I probably hate more people than right. I like. Well, we, 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 we will get into the list of motherfuckers we hate in a moment. Oof. Uh, so for me, my fa- some of my favorite characters, uh, Elliot, you know, we talked about the, the craziness of, of being inside of his head. I like Elliot. Um, I like the black dude that was in F Society. I forget his name, but shout out Romero. to Romero. Romero. Yeah, exactly. Was he um, Brazilian? I don't know, but I don't know. I have IMDb up. Oh, he so. looks, he's he might be Brazilian, but he's also got some uh, African in him. So I definitely uh, can identify with that. Um, I don't particularly identify with being a white woman, but I can relate to being a black <laughs> woman. So Romero was my man, two hundred grand. Uh, somebody that nobody mentioned, and, and maybe that's because he was on the the list of people that you hated. I like Tyrell. Um, I thought Tyrell was really interesting character. Um, I don't know what the fuck is going on with him, but you know what I'm saying? He he was definitely intriguing. Uh, another person who has who wasn't mentioned by anybody else. Again, that could be because because she's on the the hated list. Um, I really was intrigued by Tyrell's wife. Joanna. Um, she, yeah, Joanna, bitch. yeah. She was really yeah. she really caught my attention. They, she really didn't do a lot. Um, she crazy. And there was she's a, a ride or die. I right. love there that. Was, yeah, there was, that was, that's what I liked about her. Like, she was definitely a ride or die. And anybody, you know, I don't know if, if you all watch um, House of Cards, but anybody that watches House of Cards, um, the American version, they were uh, Tyrell and his wife Joanna reminded me of uh, um, Frank and Claire. At least totally. But see, I feel, like, I feel like Joanna and Tyrell, Tyrell is ride or die. Joanna running the show. Oh, yeah, I was about to say that, like, yeah, it's sort of there's a similarity between the two. Like she definitely seems like the captain of the ship, and he's just kind of along for the ride, and he he makes mistakes a lot. The difference is like you know with House of Cards, they both seem like pretty solid, like equal members. You know what I mean? Like even though mm-hmm. Frank's aspirations and what he was going for is what they were ultimately building towards or whatever, but you know she seemed like she could definitely hold her own as well. In this case. For a while, it seemed like they were equal, but as we saw as it went along, it seemed like you know Joanna was much more in control, and and I guess the fact that she really wasn't a major part of it, like you know we saw more of him than we saw of her, 
But every time she was on screen, it was like, yo, what the fuck is going on with her? Like, I wanted to know more about, like, you know, who this woman was and what their ultimate goal was. Because they were obviously building towards something, but we didn't, we, didn't a ch- we didn't get a chance to see what it was, you know, when Tyrell ended up killing that woman. I think that was totally off the, the, the you know, the, the, the plan. It wasn't what was supposed to happen in that situation. But the way that she fucking, you know, stuck that little fork upside of her vagina and, and, and <laughs> broke that water and had that baby, man. I was like, yo, this lady right here, man. That's hey, why I said she's right or die. But Yeah. So I was like, anybody that's willing to do that, man, shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I kind of fuck with her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, let's see. Who else did I like? Um, I like Gideon. I thought Gideon seemed like a, a good dude. Um, you know, he was the, uh, what, the the main man or the boss at uh, Elliot's job. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he seemed like a good guy overall. You know, he has his issues, but, you know what I'm saying, for the most part, like, a lot of people seem to be shades of gray on this show, which I guess, you know, everyone is anyway. Really. Everyone is on that Everybody show. Is, Everybody has a counterpart. Yeah, but it seemed like, it seemed to him, you know, and maybe he was a little too good, but he seemed like he was actually all right. Like, you mm-hmm. know, whatever was going on or whatever, he seemed like he was you know, he meant well. He might not have always done the right thing necessarily, but he definitely seemed like he meant well. Um, so I appreciated that about him. Um, and that's pretty much my list, man. Mr. Robot was, was cool, too. You know, the actual character played by Christian Slater. Uh, you know, I thought he was all right, too. So that's sort of my list. Um, and then, you know, we'll get into everybody's shit list now because the next question was, you know, who are some of your least favorite characters and why? So we'll go with Terrilyn first, and then we'll go with Dago and Nicole, and I'll tell you the people that can kiss my ass. <laughs> well, um, like I said, I wasn't too fond of Angela. I don't trust her. I think, uh, you know what? It's, hmm, now that I say that, maybe, maybe not. I just feel like she's a little too naive, too trusting. I feel like I like her relationship with, with um, with uh, Elliot, I like her relationship with him, but other than that, I feel like she makes the dumbest question, uh, decisions. I don't, I don't get her character. I don't really like her. I don't um, know why. I don't, I don't know. She, why. she set that. She set her boyfriend up to take the fall for that shit, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, that's true. She uh, and the th- the part that I really identify with her is like she's trying to struggle, create this career, and she's also got like you know a single parent at home that's like you know like going through all these financial troubles she's trying to help but he won't you know like that kind of like spoke to me like she's got like they set her up they did i mean like clearly (laughs) but they set her character up well so we would like feel sorry for her a little bit more than normal because yeah she's the only woman they kind of kicked her out of that board meeting blamed her for everything so yeah but i don't know something about i still eh. (laughs) you just don't like her face which is fine uh, you know what? That's, that's probably what it is. I don't like her face. And then Tyrell is creepy as hell. And I had a glimpse of maybe I could feel sorry for him when I saw how he was treated, being treated by Joanna. But then he he reminds me too. He seems like the type of pe- person that will would. And I said this even before he killed Homegirl on the roof. Like he's the type of person that's gonna come and and shoot up the place out of sheer craziness like he, he just ain't right he reminds me of a uh, Pete campbell from mad mm-hmm. men like that guy who's like gonna do what it takes to get to the top i mean obviously pete didn't kill anyone but like he could have he probably could have 
So I have a confused question. I feel like I should have had this question answered a long time ago. When he slept with that dude just to break into his phone, was that Gideon's husband? Who did he sleep with? No, nah, I don't think that that wasn't Gideon's husband. That was um, that was some other guy, I guess, that worked for the the company that that worked for Evil Corp. Um, because mm-hmm. I I remember him saying something about like, um, like when he saw him or whatever, the guy was like, "Oh shit, you know, Mister Wellick, what are you doing over here?" And he was like, "Yeah, I knew you would be here or whatever." You know what I'm saying? And then they went. Back oh, so he worked for E Corp. Yeah, whoever he worked, he worked okay. for. The, yeah, he worked for him. And I couldn't but, figure out who he was. But you know what? The thing that confused me about that scene at first. Um, was uh, I didn't know if that was something you know because obviously at that point you know this was before we really saw his wife I think we had seen her you know just like their um, their house or whatever and we saw that you know she was pregnant and all of that but we really hadn't gotten anything about the fact that they were working towards some kind of thing and she was you know really kind of using him in order to to get where they needed to go we hadn't seen that stuff yet so right. at first it just seemed like he was married and it seemed like he was just out there cheating on his wife mm-hmm. and also, you know, by the way, cheating, you know, with a man or whatever. Like he was, you know, also like maybe he was bisexual. So at first he's- I was I was thinking like, okay, maybe he's bisexual and his wife doesn't know it. So I was like, damn, he's fucking around on his wife, you know what I'm saying? But it's seemed- Now I even then I thought it was strategic. Like I, I was like, oh, he doing that cuz that the end of that scene like after they got through doing the deed, he checked his pulse it's like he is really just about business like he don't give a darn about nothing that that was that was when i was like oh he he's I, yeah i didn't i didn't pick up on anything with that i I just thought that you know what i'm saying he was just trying to you know kind of calm himself down or like maybe he was you know sort of in denial or, or not really comfortable with that side of him and and you know he you know his his physical impulse to have sex with another man needed to be fulfilled in that moment but you know afterwards it was just like okay let me kind of calm myself down and get my shit together even though he did um you know do something with the man's phone to like plant some kind of uh bug in his phone to to get information so that part of it was kind of a business thing but other than that i was just thinking that like maybe he was you know closeted um homosexual or bisexual man who was out there you know just kind of going out there and having a fling on his wife and you know like i said I, at first i didn't think that um you know that his wife knew anything about it but as we started getting more information about about her and about them then it seemed like okay that probably was something that he did strategically so i came to think of, of it as a strategy thing later on but in the later, moment when yeah. i was watching that i was like yo my man is out here cheating on this lady man and, and he's fucking around with a dude on top of that you know what i'm saying well even more reason to even if you had noticed even more reason not to like that nigga i don't like him <laughs> i don't like yeah, I, didn't, I didn't appreciate him cheating on his wife or what i thought he was you know cheating on his wife i didn't appreciate that but you know what i'm saying it was just something about the character i was like i hadn't seen maybe it's because i hadn't really seen the character like that before it was just i don't know it could be the actor it was just something about like yo this dude is crazy as fuck, man. But I kind of like this cat. Like, um, like if you watch Arrow, Malcolm Merlin, that motherfucker is crazy and evil as shit. But I like Malcolm Merlin, man. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like, you know, he's not necessarily Malcolm, but you know, just just making a, um, you know, sort of a comparison in, in that way. Like there are sometimes characters that we know are bad people that yeah, that we really shouldn't like, but you know, we still kind of like them you know on tv i guess it's like that in real life too but yeah it's, yeah. it's a little it's there are less consequences with liking an evil motherfucker on a tv show or in a movie because whatever they're doing on screen isn't really happening so 
Um, was there anybody else that you didn't like, Terrilyn? That's it. Ollie, I don't like, but he's not really a main character. Okay, yeah, I didn't like that motherfucker either. Um, I forget who I said was supposed to come up next, but we'll go with uh, Nicole, and then we'll go with Dagon, and I'll come in. So I hate Ollie. He's scum. Yeah. I don't. I don't care if he's a main character or not. He was on the screen enough to just make me angry all the time. Mm. Um, and I hope he just keeps getting what's coming to him. And Angela's way too good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and him like trying to be friends with with Elliot, but like only because he has this weird jealousy thing. Like he's he's just yeah. He was so fake. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that either. He was like a shitty boyfriend and a shitty person on so many different levels. Like even if he hadn't been like cheating on her and having this like side relationship, he was just not a good dude. Yeah. Um, he's he one of those people that try too hard to, yeah. to be friends. Like he was trying to force being friends with Elliot and all that kind of shit. And I, I love the way that Elliot, you know, reacted to that. Um, you know, I think that there was a part in there in one of the episodes where he was like you know, something like, you know, I kind of feel like things are awkward between us. And Elliot was like, I'm cool with that. Like, motherfucker, I don't need to be <laughs> friends with you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just because you're dating my friend doesn't mean that we need to be friends. Right. He was very much a guy who was like in a business frat in I college and then mm-hmm. never yeah. graduated. I hate that. Yeah, yeah, he I, was a dick. yeah, he was I a dick. I also Go ahead. really, really hated Tyrell. Like, if Ollie was scum, then Tyrell was like the dirt on the scum. He's like a psycho, yeah, and is. like I, I didn't like him from the second that we met him. When like he was hanging out with Elliot when they came to do the tour, I was like, something about this guy is not right. right. He, like, I could tell that there was some kind of power issue with him. And so then when we had the scene where he was like paying the homeless guy to beat up the homeless guy, oh gosh, he's such a oh god, I don't like him. <laughs> I know, and and so I was just like. Yes, this is exactly the kind of thing that this person does. And, like, unfortunately, that's not just a character and those people do exist. And they're, like, uh-huh. yeah. so scary and awful because they have all this power and they're so charming. But they are, like, just in it to get power. And, like, I knew he was going to kill somebody in this in, in this show. And then he did. And then he did. He's such a, like, a like a... I guess like a metaphor for like the American capitalist system that they're, yeah. like, raging against. Like, he's such a... Like he's the example of like the glean on the outside, but like the sinister evil with uh, like within. Uh, yeah, I really hated his. But then he character. even like wasn't as smart as he thinks he is because no. like he wasn't qualified to take on whatever that promotion CTO position. Or yeah, this the, whatever that was, and then he also like then at the end when he like got involved with Epstoppers, it was like he didn't he didn't even know what he wanted. He just wanted to have power. And he didn't care which side it was on. Yeah. So he was just like really naive and also like unfortunately powerful. Um, the other character I wanted to talk about not liking was the Mr. Robot character, Christian Slater. He was just like a toxic dad. And like, I don't even know if he was actually around in the show. And I think that makes me like him less because I don't even know what to do with him in my mind. Right. But Well, he didn't even seem like in those flashback episodes, like he mm-hmm. didn't even seem like, that guy that Elliot was yeah. supposedly seeing, like the Mr. Robot in Elliot's head seemed a lot more different than the Mr. Robot or like his dad that we saw in the flashbacks. So like, yeah, it's weird. Like that whole thing is just really weird to me. Cause I'm like, was he really that big of a dick or is that just Elliot's like subconscious uh, conscience? I can never say that word. Like 
taking the form of his dad. Like, yeah. I don't know. So, like, I think, so I went back and rewatched it after Leonard asked about doing his podcast. And after, since we now know that his dad is, I mean, like, Mr. Robot is his dad or whatever. If you pay attention, it seems like he, Mr. Robot, only comes through when he has to have a whole lot of confidence. So I think he's he saw his dad as someone before you know he let he, uh, before he let the corporation take him down. He saw him initially as someone that was great and big and you know did whatever they wanted to do you know before he let the cancer take over and you know whatever. But if you pay attention to how he when Mr. Elliot not Mr. Elliot when Mr. Robot shows up or when people actually interact with him is when Elliot is being overconfident and cocky and happy. Gotcha about whatever so I feel like he probably just made his dad up to be extra douchey because he needed him to be like that he needed himself to be like that or whatever yeah. he needs somebody to push him gotcha that makes sense it does oh was I supposed to say my my the ones I didn't like yeah oh yeah I hated the CEO a lot oh, yeah. uh he was just like evil and weird and like he's like you saw a dude shoot himself in the face buy yourself some new shoes like <laughs> Like I mean, I guess it's nice that he gave her money for new shoes because they were they did have blood on them, but it was just kind of weird. And like it just and then like she just kept talking to him throughout like the like the near the end of the season, and just like the weird underhanded like this is the way that the world works kind of shit that he said was really awful. And then uh, there's Fernando. Let's not forget that weird drug dealing, crazy faced. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Dude. Is he his eyes done. really that glassy? Did they do something for... Listen, he oh, played that character well. He killed it. And, like, the prison escape, the like, all of that stuff with his, like, his brother and the gang and, like, all of that whole storyline was, like... I thought, like, there weren't many times in the season in the season or in the show where I was just like, this might be a little pointless, but they're, they're like, glimmers of that. But it's still, like, it, the payoff was, like, fine for me. Okay. Like, I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, this this is fine. This is... I don't know why why I doubted the show, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Fernando, man, I was I just wanted all the bad things to happen to him and only but him. Like that's how bad it was. I was, yeah, yeah. Or, um, anybody else for you? Uh, no, that, I think those are everybody covered the. All right, so stuff at the top of my list of people that I didn't like is your girl Angela. Oh, <laughs> I didn't like that motherfucker. I at first she was all right. I thought she was cool at first, and even though I can say that I don't like her, there are some things that I do empathize with. Like you mentioned before, Dago, the fact that she had a bit of a struggle trying to find her way, trying to find her footing uh, within the company that she was working for, uh, All Safe, I think was the name of it. Um, I did not like the way that that guy, um, the guy from Evil Corp came through and really disrespected her in that meeting and was very sexist and you know what he had to say um to her you know what i'm saying i thought that was some bullshit and i didn't appreciate him at all for for um you know what i'm saying being being that way or whatever so i didn't i didn't like the fact that she had to go through that and there were some other things like you know the guy the douchebag boyfriend of hers um you know that we talked about earlier ollie didn't like that motherfucker i didn't like um you know the fact that he was such a dumbass and put the um that that cd so for folks listening there was a a guy that 
walked up to him. He was like, a, you know, like if, if you've ever been in New York City or really any city, man, you know, back in the day, like rappers would try to give you their mixtapes. I've taken some some CDs from people or whatever. I've also told people, nah, I'm good and all of that. Like they're just trying to hand you a physical CD and be like, yo, this is my new shit, man. Check this out. So this dude gave him um, a CD. He happened to be at like outside of the office that they worked at. And, um, you know, what I mean, he was um, like, yo, take my shit. So this this dummy takes the CD and, you know, the guy had told him, um, you know, go ahead and um, put this in your in your CD player and your computer. I think he might have mentioned put this in your computer. So Ali's dumbass put it in the computer and he said, well, play track number two. And when he did that, that, that opened up uh, another hacker group. You know, it opened up basically a portal in this guy's computer and they were able to find out what the fuck he was doing. They found out that he was like looking at somebody else and all that kind of shit. And they found some of Angela's financial information and they were also able to find out some stuff about her dad. And they were going to hang that over their heads to try to blackmail them. So I like the fact that she actually went over and when she found out what happened and all that kind of stuff that she went and framed it up to make it look like he was the one who was doing all that shit. So Angela gets some points for that type of shit. But overall, I didn't like her because I actually did not like her face. Um, it, seemed like, <laughs> it seemed like she was kind of like, at times, the damsel in distress or whatever. But then there, there was like this thing with her where um, she kind of seemed like she was in the way at times. Um, and, and like she really, like, I was, there were times when she was on screen. I was like, what the fuck is the point of her being here? Like, what what is she doing? She's not helping anything else she's just kind of fucking in the way she's kind of in Elliot's way she's kind of in everybody's way right now and you know eventually as the, the the season went along um we found out that you know she she ended up losing her job at all safe and um the guy from oh so did the, she quit all safe though didn't she, she quit but the thing i for, the the reason for that was the main reason because okay so Elliot's father, who we found out was Christian Slater's character, Mr. Robot. Um, and we'll get into the twist of that and everything in a little while. But we find out that uh, Christian Slater is actually Elliot's father. He died and Angela's mother died due to cancer because of something that was going on at uh, E Corp or whatever. So that was kind of like Elliot's big thing. Like basically like these motherfuckers killed my father. They killed my homegirl's uh, mother and all of that. I, I appreciate the fact that she wanted to kind of go after that guy and kind of get some answers. But after a while, it seemed like that was her focus more than anything else. Like, fuck Elliot, fuck everybody else or whatever. I just want you to say. And she was putting other people kind of in danger, you know, with what she was doing, you know, because she had this singular focus. She had a personal vendetta, which is understandable. But I just didn't like the way that they that they presented that. Um and so I just I, I really didn't like her after that point. And, you know, I, knew- I also see her character. I, I can bet her character is about to be she about to start. Y'all going to hate her, too. Next season, yeah. I bet I'm willing yeah. to bet you can see the it Cole because Zodago, y'all gonna start hating her. Yeah, because I just, <laughs> as y'all are describing, I keep coming up with more reasons why I love her. Like she's <laughs> we get we get to see who Elliot was like when they were growing up and that they have this bond because they both lost their parents to this thing and they both like want justice because of like this situation that happened to their parents as kids and that like she stuck around this whole time even though like he's not a great friend like part of that's because of like his mental illness and his addiction but like 
even so, like, she did not have to stick around all this time. Like, she could have gone off and made other friends, but she's really loyal to him, and I like that. But you know so. what? I, I would also, season, I would also argue, I would, I would also counter that, Nicole, by saying that after a while, it seemed like she wasn't the great friend that we might have thought that she was. You well, it's because nobody told her anything. Like, yeah, he, she, she didn't know nothing. what was going on. I mean, I feel for her because she's trying. She's trying. She thinks she's going to do it, but she has no support. She's doing it all on her own, and nobody tells her anything because I'm sure if, you know, somebody had told her, told her something, maybe she'd be down. Who knows? We don't know. Yeah, but, like he didn't let her in on anything, and so she didn't have the opportunity to be the friend that she could have been to him. Right. Because she didn't have – he didn't tell her. He didn't let her in. And hey. like that was that it's okay that he didn't let her in like that was his choice but like you can't be mad at her for not like doing something that she didn't even know was going on. Well, yes I can and yes I mean I you, can. you can. You are not the boss of me, madam. Uh yeah, fuck Angela, man. I ain't like her. <laughs> That's basically the moral of that story, man. I'm comfortable with y'all being wrong. Uh but, <laughs> but but like I like Terrilyn was saying though, I think like as we got towards the end of the season and you saw like okay, well then now Evil Corp wants to hire. Well, Lynette, you I knew. Up. Am I? One minute. Say something else. One, two, three, four, five, five, four, three, two, one. Okay, we good. Get your shit together. Oh whatever. Uh, am I still sounding good in Texas? Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. So uh, let me continue my rant here. Uh, like, I think that you could see that she was like, I knew she was going to take a job with Evil Corp at, at, you know, towards the end. Like, I, I saw that coming a mile away when the dude was like, yeah, um, I want to holler at you real quick. I was like, man, she's going to start working for these motherfuckers, man. So I think in the next season, like Terrilyn said, there probably will be something that, that comes along and and makes maybe people won't hate her. Like the people that love her, like Dago and Nicole, you might not end up hating her doing that full 180. But. You might be like, yo, she was on some bullshit. And if, you know, and if that happens or whatever, then we'll we'll have to reconvene, you know, next year for Mr. Robot 102. And I can just, you know, tell y'all, you know, I told you about your girl. Y'all told you mm-hmm. she wasn't shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but another person I didn't like, um, I'm sorry to the white women, uh, Darlene. Didn't like Darlene's ass. The reason I, I did- got a question. Go ahead. Was that her boyfriend that sold the um, CD? Was that her ex-boyfriend? Yes, yes, yes. that was. Dar- yeah, Darlene's she, ex-boyfriend. Oh, she's shady. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know- so there was that whole scene where she was talking on the train to Elliot about her ex-boyfriend being so shitty and that he, like, tried to propose to her. And then all of that coming full circle, that was one of the bigger mind fucks for me was, like, yeah. how all of that ended up being related. And, like, why did Darlene's ex-boyfriend need to get into Ollie's computer in order to, like, sabotage Angela? Like, yeah. how did that even matter? Yeah, it yeah was I'm just still really I'm still deep. a little confused about that. Yeah, the thing, the the reason why I didn't like Darlene is because I thought Darlene was really reckless, and that the things that she was saying and doing at times when she would have her tantrums and things, like when she was talking to her ex boyfriend, and you know clearly he's working with people or for people who are very dangerous, and she was like wilding the fuck out. I was like, yo, you gonna fuck around and get yourself or somebody else killed. And that's something that I really don't like in characters when I'm watching something like, like, you know, this is nothing like The Walking Dead or, you know, one of those type of things. But, you know, in a show like The Walking Dead or The Strand or something, I always hate the characters that I feel like are going to be end up being liabilities to the rest of the group. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, you're going to fuck around and either get yourself or, more importantly, a character that I actually do like fucked up or killed because you're out here spazzing out. You know what I'm saying? 
So I felt like Darlene was kind of that person, you know, and even though this is not a, a, a story like that, it is a very dangerous thing because they're dealing with, you know, high-level hacking and all that. Like, there's, you know, we saw motherfuckers get killed and we saw kind of crazy shit happen on this show. So there was an element of danger on Mr. Robot, you know what I'm saying? And I thought that there were times with Darlene's mouth and, and just her, her wild behavior. I was like, yo, you don't fuck around. And I knew Elliot wasn't going nowhere, but I was like, yo, you don't fuck around to get somebody else fucked up, man. Oh, so, yeah, like when she was trying to, um, when they were, when he was, she was about to launch the the whole thing yeah, yeah. and they were trying to convince her not to she right. was going nuts yeah she was like fuck yeah. that i'm about to launch this shit. i'm like yo you you spazzing out shorty you need to calm down so yeah i didn't like darlene because of that um so those two didn't like we mentioned ollie couldn't stand him um i think that was pretty much it man you know everybody else was probably somebody i really didn't care too much about you know what I'm saying? Like there were there were a few people that, you know, you just didn't get enough information on. So it was like, well, you know, I don't really have a feeling one way or another um, about this person. But those are definitely the people that I didn't like. Um, I would like to ask you all going on to the next question. Um, are there any characters that, you know, like I just said, you didn't really get a lot of information on that you were kind of intrigued by and maybe want to know more about hopefully and that you're hoping that we see more of um, in season two? We'll go with Dago. Uh, Terrilyn and then Nicole. Oh yeah, I just want to see where uh, Tyrell ended up, what his plans are, um, like uh, what the hell, uh, where the hell he ended up, and 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 what the what like how everyone's going to rebuild because I mean the the world economy is collapsing, there's social civil unrest, there's so much just set up for season two, and uh, so you know. It, I'm really interested in that and that's more of the broad thing. And then I'm also interested to see what the hell the white Lotus is up to or white Rose. What's his white name Rose. again? White Rose. White Rose. White Rose. Sorry. White that's Lotus. What's, 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 what's white Lotus? <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Some shit you made up. Uh, anyways. <laughs> tank the tank going to turn in next week. <laughs> uh, so that's my tank. Um, no, yeah. The white Rose. Cause like the white Rose was both, you know, that hacker guy that you can only be in the room for like three minutes yeah. or whatever. in, and then, he ends up being in this like country club for extremely rich people that are well connected. So, you know, that, that's also really interesting to see, Mm -hmm. you know, how he plays into everything and, and what, what his organization or, you know, what his group is trying to accomplish. So those are the two things I'm into. T. Um, Joanna, I, I need to know her issue. Or what you know, I I can't wait to see what her backstory is and how her and Terrell even met. Are they really? What I I, I want to know about her more than anything. Definitely, that baby might be evil too. So and, oh man, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Nicole, who do you have? Who are you intrigued by and hoping to see more of in the next season? So I have two. The first is Krista, the therapist. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just really like her, but now especially that the like ex guy that she'd been seeing who was married has gotten back involved like in the last few minutes of the last episode like what is she going to do like how is she going to bring him down like um i i like her and i want her to be a good person but it's complicated to know what that means when you're rooting for someone who is not necessarily a good person um or like who has maybe done something wrong um, the other person I'm really interested in is Trenton. She was uh, the girl on the F-Stoppers um, that was, like, hanging out with Darlene. And she was mm-hmm. like, yo, let me 
like help you with stuff and Darlene wouldn't let her. Is, I just think that there's more to her. Is is that the um the young uh was she from Israel or Pakistan or the the young Yeah, I Arab think so. Yeah. And she was like yeah. like I'm pretty sure she's still in college cuz they were like on the campus and like they just kept bringing her up yeah. and like when you look at the IMDb page she's listed really high. She's in more episodes than a lot of other like she's in more episodes than Shayla and like I just I feel like there's something more to her that she's going to be really important next season and I'm very curious to get into like how she got involved with this like what cuz she has a higher purpose being a, a part of F stoppers and we don't know what that is yet. So. Yeah, yeah cuz everybody in in F society has some sort of Oh, F society. I don't know where I'm getting F stoppers. I don't know what that no, is. Oh, that's tanks. another tank, but I'm sure it's going to get reported. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, yeah, everybody has a part, and I wonder where he got those group of peop those groups of people from. That, you know, I wonder where he got all of them from. Yeah, I'm um, curious. So, Dago, did you did you say you already said your people? So everybody said their stuff. Um, for me, definitely Joanna. Um, like I said earlier, she she really intrigued me. She didn't really have a lot of scenes or really have a lot to do. But at the same time, she did a lot, if that makes sense. Like, she she wasn't really on screen a lot, but when she was there, she sort of stole the scenes. And I think part of it, it wasn't, I mean, the performance was fine, but I think the thing about it was just that you want to know what the fuck is going on with these two people and, like, what is their end game here? So, but it really seems like that whole end game starts and finishes with her. And the way that she was able to adjust to things on the fly, like, she didn't know about the fact that Tyrell killed that lady. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, and, you know, if you're listening and you want to know what lady I'm talking about, the guy who was going for the position that Tyrell was also after, he was going to have an affair with her. He took her up to the roof of a building. They were having a party. And, you know, he was about to he was about to fuck her on the roof. You know what I'm saying? And somehow something in his brain disconnected and he just fucking choked the shit out of her. It went from like some S&M, you know, like, you know, I'm going to choke you while we while we, you know, bust off type of thing to I'ma just choke the shit out you and kill you. And so you do think that was an accident? You don't I think, think that was a purpose do, at all? I yeah, think that yeah. was an accident. Yeah, that was an accident. Like it was Okay. I, I think I really couldn't tell. At first I thought that, but then I was like, I don't know. I, think, I do not think it was an accident I think, at all. Well the reason why I think it was an accident, Nicole, is because his reaction to it afterwards, he seemed like really scared and like, oh shit, I fucked up. You know what I'm saying? And then also like like in the moment you saw that he had that reaction um, I think it it was it was supposed to start out as I think the plan was that because like you know there was a scene you know you, you all remember that scene where they went over to the guy's house mm -hmm. and he and Joanna were having dinner with him and his wife and he was um, Tyrell was already trying to flirt with her but she you know she brushed it off like get the fuck out of my face and right. you know it was like they had gone to the she had gone to the bathroom excused herself from the table went to the bathroom. He walked into the bathroom with her and, you know, he, you know, did something or whatever. And she ended up she was sitting on the toilet because she was actually using the bathroom and she opened her legs and, you know, showed showed herself to him and everything like that. And, you know, in that scene, I was like, oh, shit, well, they, they might actually have something going on. And then, you know, they discussed it later. And, you know, Joanna was like, well, there's your end right there. You know that she was open to it. You know, what I'm saying like if she opened her legs to you then she'll open her legs to you. Like, you you know, you can go ahead and, and try to, you know, sleep with her, and that'll be, you know, our place. So I think the original plan was for him to to set, to have sex with this woman 
and to give her the attention that she's you know clearly um you know wanted you know she it, it seemed like a you know type of situation where you know the husband was really successful in the whole nine but maybe he wasn't really taking care of home that type of thing so mm-hmm. it was like you can kind of be that person as well as having sex with her and we can use that as leverage on him so when they went up to the roof i was like okay now he's gonna have sex with her now that part of the plan is coming into play he ended up going crazy and killed her and then so you saw the look on his face where he was like shit i fucked up the other thing Nicole, that i think really kind of said that it wasn't that that wasn't supposed to happen is that he didn't tell joanna she didn't find out until the police came by looking for him and they said it she was like oh word like and you could see her put it together like oh shit and then she decided to go ahead with the whole thing about you know okay well let me go ahead and, and break my water and have this baby so that they don't mm-hmm. take him away now so that's why i say i don't think that that was planned at all i don't think it was planned but i also don't think it was an accident i think he realized right. it was a mistake yeah like i he meant to do what he did is what i'm saying about it not being an accident but i don't think he went up there meaning to kill her okay yeah, yeah. i can see where you're coming from i mean i you know I guess what I said might make sense, but what you said might make sense too. You know, either one of us could be right. Yeah. That's just the way that I took it. I think we're both right. You know, I'm comfortable with that. We'll go with that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, Who else am I intrigued by, man? Um, She's the main person that I'm intrigued by. You mentioned um, Trenton. Yeah. um, I really was, like, I noticed her too. Like, when when we saw um, F Society, I was like, yeah, man, it's something about her. Like, she seems really intelligent and she did have some, some pretty good scenes with Darlene every now and then. And and it was just something like she kind of stands out, you know what I'm saying, for whatever reason. So she is another person that I was kind of intrigued by. So I hope we see more of her. Um, and, of course, like, you know, finding out what's going on with, uh, with uh, Tyrell and all that kind of shit. So moving along, uh, we've got a little bit more ways to go, but um, we'll get through it, though. Um, the next thing I wanted to know was, what is your what was your overall impression of Elliot and how did you feel about him being the narrator for the show? Uh we'll go with Terrilyn, Dago, and then Nicole. Oh man. Um over let's say I liked his character in general. Him being the narrator, I think was perfect because it it keeps you wanting wanting more from the show, like trying to figure it out. It keeps you intrigued. Um and then uh, like halfway through the season when we realized that, you know, he was hearing voices or whatever. I mean, I guess we always knew he was hearing voices, but when we really saw how split his personality was, I was thinking back to, um, there's a comedian, I want to say it's John F. O'Donnell, and I really hope it's him, that has bi- that's bipolar, and he tells these stories about <clears throat> what happens when he's going through, like, manic manic times or whatever and he has thought that he was being followed by the FBI and that everybody was in a ploy to to stop him and watching Elliot narrate these things as go and and seeing Mr. Robot and him side by side knowing that he's a he's in his head you know after watching it a second time it I think he did a perfect job of telling a story from the viewpoint of someone that's bipolar or schizophrenic whatever is up with him yeah um um yeah i just i i like i like him being uh the narrator and his character this overall because there's so many layers to it that you cannot not be interested yeah dago 
Uh, I it was it was an exhilarating uh, show because of just kind of like the uh, like the the trust you build with the Elliot character at the beginning, and like you're like, oh yeah, like you know, even though he's like a little unsettled, you still like wouldn't think a show would be like I'm. We're kind of half maybe a quarter lying to you, um, or fully lying to you, and it's and, and so just as it unravels, it makes the show. Like seeing the show through his eyes, through all like all the events through his eyes, makes it so like it's just a roller coaster. It's 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 expertly done. I, I don't I can't even think of another show that's ever done it like that before. Yeah. Uh, so it's just uh, I loved him being the narrator. I loved watching the show with him being the narrator. Um, something it slipped my mind. I was gonna say something else. Oh, like all the instances where like Mr. Robot, like Christian Slater's character, was like in places. Was that just Elliot? I think so. Like, I, yeah, I, I think that that was what was going on. That because, like, because, like, when all of it was happening, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's you know, he, his dad's not real, uh, or it, you know, it's all in his head." Like, I was just like, "Oh, like, you know, he was an SUV with Tyrell at Coney Island, or what? I think it was Coney Island, yeah. uh, like at the piers and or at the docks, and like he, he, like, it wasn't actually Mr. Robot. It was actually, uh, it was actually Elliot. And all the all these instances where you think Elliot is." not there like he actually it was actually him and so like it just blew my mind like the whole un like the whole reveal was incredible it, yeah i loved it yeah and and we will touch on that a little bit more i, I definitely agree with you like I, I think that it was elliot um you know at first you know we didn't know that but i you know after i started kind of figuring it out and again we'll touch on that shortly but i was like okay so i think that um every time we see mr robot it's really elliot doing these things or saying these things or whatever um nicole what would be your answer to uh to your impression of elliot and um how you felt about him as the show's narrator i think what doggo was saying about trust is really interesting because this is someone that you you know he's your main character so you want to like him it, it's kind of like we were talking about house of cards earlier like you know that um you know, Francis is not a great guy, right. but you like you're in his head. And so he's the one that you're kind of rooting for. And, um, you know, it's very interesting having the narrator being someone who is both an addict and has like mental illness because you don't really know what to believe. And, and the way like I talked about earlier with the layers that that kind of developed was so interesting. And so I, I definitely liked him, um, even if I probably trusted him too much and got got burned as a viewer for trusting him in ways that I shouldn't have. Um, I also liked him because like he's a good guy without being a guy who's like always trying to do the right thing so much as like the, like he's a little selfish and I, I like that they didn't try to make him like too righteous. Like he, you know, wants the right thing for Krista, his therapist, or like wants her to like not be hurt, um, but is also like, you know, hacking her also and like learning these things about her. And so his idea of what's good and what's not is really interesting. And that was cool to see from like a narrator perspective. Definitely. Um, yeah, I'm, I'd like to add Krista to my um, intriguing characters list as well, because she, you know, her story was kind of interesting so hopefully we'll get a chance to see more of uh, her next season uh for me um yeah I, I liked Elliot too like I I think that you know you all basically said what I would have said um about him uh, Nicole just talked about you know the trust that you have which is you know something that you you know you develop a trust um and a liking towards whoever's perspective 
you know, you're given when you start watching something. So whoever the narrator is or whoever the main character is or whatever, like you, you sort of identify with that person, um, at least early on, because, you know, this, the world, the world that you're being introduced to is through their eyes and through their experiences. So I think it's a natural thing for all of us to kind of root for him and, 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 and trust him in the beginning. But then once we started seeing like, it's some shit wrong in this boy's mind, you know what I'm saying? And it was like, well, shit. After a while, you start getting to a point where it's like, well, I don't know what to believe anymore. Like, I want to believe Elliot, and I think that what he's saying is at least what he thinks is the truth. Like, I don't think he's intentionally deceiving us. He's not lying to us in, in terms of, like, trying to lead us one, you know, mislead us or something. But he was unreliable in the sense that, okay, he's clearly got a drug issue. He's got mental issues. Um, so you kind of got into this thing, well, at least I did, where it was like, okay, from week to week, I was like, all right, let me see where this cat is going to take me now, but I'm not really sure how much of this to really, you know, believe in or, or how much of this is actually, you know, the reality of the situation or whatever. So it was an interesting journey to be able to um, ride with a character like this and and sort of not know, you know, what to believe or what to think or, or what, you know, literally, like, are the people that I'm seeing right now in this room with him actually there? Or are they all in his mind? There were times where I was watching this show, and I was like, maybe Elliot is not the crazy person. Maybe I'm the person that's crazy, and, you know, it's all just letting me know that I'm fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like maybe I'm the the person who's got the issues here. You know what I mean? So, you know, it was definitely yeah. interesting ride. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. It had us questioning, like, did we skip an episode? Yeah, like, every yeah. now and then we'd be like, did we just, like, not catch one of the episodes? Like, we just screw up? Do we know, like... Do we not know how to follow a storyline? Like, right. what's wrong with us? Yeah. You start questioning your own shit. Like, God damn, man. Like, do I, I, I didn't look away that long. Did I miss something? Like, yeah, you just start questioning yourself. And I think that the um, emotional responses that we had to people in terms of whether we like or dislike them is is definitely a sign. It's always a sign of, of good writing and good um you know, television and filmmaking, you know, when you can bring out a sort of, you know, visceral response in someone in one, di one direction or the other one. But then, you know, something like this where there's a few twists and turns and then you're sitting there trying to figure it out. And, you know, I envy Dago and Nicole because they had each other to talk to about it. Um, I, none of my coworkers, like Terrell mentioned earlier, none of my coworkers watch this shit. Um, you know, Terrell and I are friends, you know, her, Nick, Jew, and myself, we hang out, you know, when we get a chance to or whatever. But I didn't even know Terrell and watch the show until, yeah, like, the until like the very end. I could have been talking with you about this shit the whole time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, I needed that outlet. Like, luckily, like, um, I, you know, there were some people um, in uh, the podcast Fandom Crew uh, Facebook page. Shout out to uh, Nina and Autumn from Project Fandom. You know, their Facebook group, there's people that, you know, watch Mr. Robot in there. So I was able to, you know, get on Facebook and discuss it. But there's nothing like being able to sit. Like, this is actually the first time I've actually had a conversation with other people about this show. So, you know, I'm giving y'all an air group hug for this shit. Because, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I needed, I needed this therapy, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, the, the fact that the show was able to make you have those different types of emotional things and then you know sit there and kind because of, this is a de this is definitely a tv show that you want to talk about i think you know we're all in the habit of that now even before the internet was what it is you know you always wanted to kind of talk about what you what you watch or whatever but now in the days of being able to live tweet 
and you know and and you know listen to podcasts and read reviews and all that kind of stuff you definitely want to get the opinions and thoughts of people that watch the same shit that you do but you also want to be able to express yourself but some shows more than other i think this is one of the shows that you when you watch mr robot you like yo i need to talk to about this shit with somebody and, I, and i'm gonna tell y'all mm-hmm. before we get to the next question I went to work one day and I told all my coworkers that were in the room with me that they were terrible people because they didn't watch this show <laughs> and, they, 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 and I, I couldn't talk about it with them. So, yeah. that That's the thing about this age of TV, though, is like, you know how back in the day they're like, there's like four networks and, you know, back of like, you know, way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And like now we have so much television and so many different types. And like, yeah, it's I, sometimes I feel like I'm the only person watching, you know, empire in my in my my entire office which is crazy and i know it's a major network but like there's so much that they watch and and that people can watch reality tv and stuff so i feel you on the whole like i can talk to no one literally about anything like this sucks trying to convince them to watch something that's on usa i almost had someone and then he was like what network is it on i was like it's on usa but listen seriously watch it USA. I don't even know what number that is. So I was like, yeah, I had to find it myself. You know? Yeah, I had to look. It's it like up. when you try to convince all of like all of people Olive Garden is good because of the breadsticks. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Word, man. it's like no, the breadsticks are fire though. Like they're like the USA of <laughs> restaurant. USA, the Olive Garden breadsticks of television. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> So moving along, we got a few more things to go. You know, so hopefully everybody's is good on time and we don't have anywhere to go. You know what I'm saying? Nope. We got a few more it's things. Saturday. To, yeah, exactly. So we'll go ahead and keep it moving. So the next question is, um, how long did it take for you to figure out or to at least suspect that Mr. Robot actually wasn't there? Um, and when you got to that point, you know, how did you feel about it? Because obviously, like the first thing that came to my mind and and I would imagine it came to your minds is, you know, fight club and everything. So, you know, what, you know, what was it that sort of made you start thinking about that as as at least a possibility? And, you know, again, what were your feelings about it? Um, We'll go with Nicole, Terrilyn, and then Dago. So Dago had told me when the show started that there were going to be things that weren't as they seemed or that like the show would be lying to us, but I didn't, I just didn't know what to expect with that. And so it wasn't until the scene at the grave site that I realized that he wasn't really there. That was pretty late. That was, you all it was way, really you all late. Way up to it. Was, I really, really trusted Elliot, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, and and I'll get into this. Prob- well, I guess I can talk about it now. But like sure. the scene where um, Darlene and Angela are doing ballet together was when I was like, wait something is wrong how do these people know each other like and then that's kind of what started the spiral of like figuring everything out but that scene and i'll talk about it more later because i know there's a question about it that just like that fucked me up yeah yeah terrilyn um so i started i kind of suspected it early on like episode two or three but then uh, or around the time when they were when he was trying to push him off the ledge and stuff I was like I think I think he's in his head and I I, I, I honestly thought maybe they were related right but then when he started interacting with other people I was like oh well that goes that theory never mind he's actually talking to people because the first three or four episodes he wasn't talking Mr. Robot never interacted with other people directly 
So I thought, oh, okay. But then when he started talking to people straight up, I was like, well, never mind. There goes that theory. And I, I didn't, I didn't put it together until the grave site after then too. Like it was in my head, but you know, it was washed away when he started interacting with people. Uh, so I knew that like the show was going to be lying to us, but I didn't know it was going to be like this lie. Like I just kind of, I picked up hints from Twitter, but I didn't know it was like this. Uh, so while I was watching the show, it was like, um, the first instance, uh, where you see Mr. Robot on the subway train was when I like had my first suspicion. I was like, he's like too nonchalantly, like sitting on that ledge, you know, like how like the Cheshire cat comes out and he's just kind of like, you know, laying on the, I, 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 it's a long time ago since I've seen Alice in Wonderland, but he's just, you know, he's just like chilling out. And I was just like, that guy's way too relaxed. And it's just for, for me, I was just kind of like, I don't know if he's real. Um, that was like the first episode, but then like the show did a really good job of just being like, no, he's real. He's real. No, dude, he's real. No, he's, it's cool. He's real. Uh, and so, uh, and then, yeah. And then I eventually it didn't like come together until the gravesite as well. I was just like, Oh, I should have. I should have. Apparently, been. being together to talk about it only made us trust the show more. Right, because we're like, no, yeah, they wouldn't lie to us. They would No, it was cool. It was cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> me, me, I. So I, I hadn't even thought about it. Um, I, I was listening to. I found like one show that was actually reviewing it. So I, I listened. I kind of relied on them to be my outlet to hear other people's thoughts about Mr. Robot. And one of the co-hosts on their show mentioned maybe within the first couple episodes that she thought maybe uh, Mr. Robot wasn't actually there. So that was the first time that I had even considered it. So it was at least two or three episodes into the show that I was like, okay, you know, I heard that. And I was like, you know what? I I could probably see that. But, you know, it's still one of those things that was kind of up in the air. Obviously, you know, everybody else has said that, you know, it wasn't until the graveyard scene. And that was like what, like the ninth episode or something like that. So, you know, it was a while before, you know, the rest of you all got to the point where you actually, you know, believed it or thought it, you know, at least was possible. For me, it was, um, you know, someone mentioned, like, his lack of interaction with other people. And I think that was the thing that kind of started. I started paying attention to that after I heard that. I was like, okay, well, let me see how it goes. But there were some times where it did seem like he was interacting with other people. But I had noticed, like, I'll tell you one of the scenes that really maybe that to me pretty much confirmed that he wasn't actually there so do you all remember the scene where um they went to the bar and um oh yeah you know uh mm-hmm. he, he was ordering mr. apple martini right mr robot was drinking an apple martini and elliot didn't have anything to drink so he was just like fuck it i get i'll take an apple martini the the bartender walked right up to elliot and never acknowledged mr robot's presence and you would think that you would at least look at a person, even if he already had a drink and all of that kind of stuff, you would think that he would at least look at the motherfucker. He never looked at him. And, you know, so I was like, okay, he must not be there because this bartender is giving 100% of his attention to Elliot, and there's clearly another person sitting there next to him. Another scene, which I think was maybe an episode or two before that, was the scene where Mr. Robot showed up at Elliot's office, and he was sitting down in his chair. So he's sitting there in this chair or whatever, in and a secure environment, in a secure environment, which he shouldn't, have, which he shouldn't yeah. have been able to get into. And then he starts spazzing out like he's yelling and shit and doing all kinds of crazy shit. I think he might have said something about one of the women in there and all that kind of stuff. And nobody budged. Like, and see, that's when I that's when I was like, oh, yeah, that's all in his head. But then, like, it wasn't another episode or two episodes later that he was talking 
you know, one-on-one to people, yeah. like directly. So and that, that's when I was like, well, never mind, screw my whole idea. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and but, obviously that was, yeah. obviously that was, you know, something that was done to kind of throw us off the scent. Well, if, it, if it we worked. Were, if we were it thinking. worked for me. <laughs> but, for, but for me, like the office scene and that bar scene, especially the office one, because like, if, you know, like you said, he shouldn't have been able to even get into that, that location. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If he wasn't there with somebody else. But then the fact that he started talking. He shouldn't have been able to get pretty, into the stairway. Right. When um, when uh, when the gangsters was holding his sister and Shayla hostage, he shouldn't have been able to get in the building without his permission. Right. You know, it so, was a lot of stuff that when you go back and watch it, like, oh right, yeah, yeah, duh. So when you but, when I saw him carrying on like he was in the office and nobody looked or said anything, I was like, yeah, this motherfucker ain't dead, man. Like he's in Elliot's head. This is some Fight Club type shit or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way this person is dead and no one has a reaction. Like, I don't remember. Did 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 people look at him like he was crazy? Cause didn't somebody come up to him like, dude, what's up with you? Maybe somebody looked at Elliot, but nobody looked at the person who was making all the fucking noise. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I to me that was like that was a, a big sign, like, okay, he's not really there because you know, like, you know, we we all, you know, work or whatever like that. If somebody comes in and starts going crazy, you know, you're gonna look like, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna look at that person like, yo. You might not say anything, but you at least gonna look at them, and and you know acknowledge, you know maybe even acknowledge to the person next to you like, yo, do you see this shit? Nobody did anything, so I was like, yeah, my man must not really be there, man. So that was the thing for me, and I was cool with it, you know. What I'm saying I, I enjoyed Fight Club, so I was like, okay. Did you imagine that it was his dad though? No, that that threw me off. I didn't know, I didn't know who the fuck he was. I just, I just figured that he was like. You know, I thought he was maybe an alter ego or something like that, or like, like I think earlier, Terrell, you mentioned something, something about, um, you know, the way that Mister Robot would show up was kind of when Elliot needed to be more confident and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I thought maybe it was like kind of like how in Fight Club, like you know, Tyler Durden was kind of like an extension of um, Edward Norton's character or whatever. So that's what I thought it was. I, I had no idea that it was actually his father. So when I, when when that part came along, I was like, wow, you know, I I hadn't even thought about that shit. That was a conversation. I think it was the same the same scene that Doggo was talking about. Right when they got off of the subway, Elliot and Mr. Robot were having a conversation about what each other's parents did. Right. That, like, if you think back on it, I didn't think of it at the time, but maybe like the following episode, you put that scene together with him pushing him off of the ledge, and I thought, I wonder is that his dad, but honestly it was like a, a quick thought in my mind i was like yeah that that really doesn't really make sense totally but maybe right. but all of that was thrown out the window when i saw mr robot interacting with people i just gave up on all my ideas thought that was stupid all right, so 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 <laughs> now think, go ahead i was gonna say i think there was a point where like i knew that it was his dad but still didn't know that he wasn't real and i was like Fuck y'all! He's been lying about being dead all these years. Like, yeah, what I did that too. Happy dad is this? So, so, so for yeah. you, for you, Nicole, what, what was it that made you start thinking? Because I was totally surprised by it being his father. I never had a thought about that until they said it. What was it that made you think that this could be his dad? You know, at that point. I am trying to remember the the events of the show. I I feel like it was it was by time we knew that it was his dad, but before the gravesite scene. Okay. And it wasn't until the gravesite scene that I was like, this is a person that is not only dead, but like doesn't exist. And like 
there's no way he could be here. Because I think that, like Jago was saying earlier in the show, I guess before we knew that he was the dad, I had a suspicion that he wasn't real. Because like Jago was saying on the subway, he was very Cheshire Cat-like. Like, you know, he was just kind of in his head. But then other people were interacting with him. And so it was like, yeah, okay, this is a, a real person. And then there were like the scenes where we saw like, in the in the photo and stuff like that or you know with his mom and it was like oh okay like so he's related to him and for a while I was like maybe he's just seeing him sort of in visions or like maybe he really is here but sometimes he's not and then I was like oh he's not even really dead and Elliot just forgot who his dad is because he forgot who his sister is yeah who Darlene was so yeah so so it sounds like for you it was um you were able to figure it out before the reveal, but it just, it was still like within the same episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I Shit. I was fucking, when the reveal happened, I was like, oh, that's his dad. Okay. <laughs> I had no thoughts about that shit at a time, but you know, people already kind of mentioned um, the interaction with, uh, with the other people. And that sort of leads into the next question. So especially in reference to um, Mr. Robot's interaction with other people, at any point, did you start thinking, like, maybe the rest of F, F society was all in Elliot's head? Um, we'll go with Dago first and then uh, Nicole and Terrilyn. No, I, I thought F society was real. Uh, I, like, I never really, like, doubted that part. I just, like, I just I just only really thought about um, Elliot and, like, his dad and then, like, the whole personality issues and, like, making it up in his head. But I, I was pretty sure F society was real. Uh, just because of like the the size of the the operation and all the things that they had to do, like I was like I was like, there's people there, it has to be. <laughs> I struggled with knowing if Darlene was real or not, yeah. and especially when she kept showing up in his apartment. Yeah, I right. was like, is she a Cheshire cat too? How did she get here? And so for a second, I was like, did he make F Society up? Are none of them real? what strange characters to come up with in his head. Like, where did he find Romero and Trenton and just put them in this room? So now I don't even know whether to say if it's real or not because I don't trust anything about this show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the break-in into that um, data security place kind of made me think that it was real just because, like, he had, like, you know, people talking to him and it was, like, you know, a van and people were driving him out, so... Like in me, in my head, I'm like, okay, so those people are real. It's just that, like, man, I don't know. Mr. Robot yeah. was in there too, though. When you think about it, it's true. Yeah, this show it's was true. a mind fuck. Uh, terrible. I, I always thought they. I, I feel like they were they're real. I never doubted if they were real or not. Okay. Yeah, for but, me. But you know, I mean, they tripped me one time. It could be another trick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think I thought everybody was real too. Um. I think it was Nicole that just mentioned, like, trying to figure out what the hell was going on with Darlene. You know, that was something that I was kind of trying to piece together. Um, and actually, speaking of her, um, you know, we just talked about the Mr. Robot thing and, and, and finding out that he was uh, Elliot's father. Did, did anybody have any inclination or any thought about the fact that Darlene was actually his sister before it was actually revealed to us? Um, you know, I'll, I'll let Taylor go first, and then uh, Dago and Nicole can, can say the, uh, their answers. Uh, no idea, none whatsoever, until I went back and watched it the second time. But no, I didn't have a clue. Even though it's so obvious, I didn't have a clue. And when when you went back and watched it, was it you know you already knew that it was his sister, or were you actually actually able to kind of see it? 
you know, was the well, I mean, information. It's hard to say because when I went back and watched it, it had already been revealed that it was his sister. Yeah. But then I started thinking about the stuff that y'all were talking about. Like, who's that comfortable just walking into other people's houses or, you know, the way they talk to each other. She calls him names. It just, it's very much, oh, it's very much sibling-like. And I just didn't pick up on it. All right. Uh, who the fuck did I say was next? Doggo. Doggo. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Nicole, can you answer this for me? I definitely did not know. And, like, even <laughs> after the, like, almost kiss happened, I still didn't really get it. I don't know. Because now I can't remember if that happened before <laughs> or after the ballet scene. My mind's doing gymnastics right now, guys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you binge watch something. It's like, I cannot remember the order of any of the yeah. show now. Yeah. But that, I do that... know. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say the ballet scene was when I was, like, how do these pe- that's when doggo and i were mm. positive that we had skipped an episode yeah. because i was like how in the yeah. world do these people know each other and then it all started coming together for me that it was like oh they know each other because they grew up together and that's why he couldn't kiss her because they're siblings yeah. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor, you were gonna say something i i i this is when i started not trusting darlene anyway because, it, you know, I couldn't figure out her connection with her ex-boyfriend anyway. And as much as I liked her, because I liked how she handled or, you know, was just very nonchalant but blunt with, with Elliot. But something still sat wrong with me um, when it comes to her. And if you talk about that ballet scene, did you notice, because I started being sus- suspect of Darlene, did you notice Darlene was in black and Angela was in white? Yes, I did. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. There is something creepy about her, but I never, I never once thought about that being his sister. No. Yeah, I, I was again surprised by that. The thing that kind of tripped me out was, so he tried to kiss her. She said, "I love you." I was like, "That's strange. Why would she tell him that she loves him?" And then you know he leaned in to kiss her or whatever. And she, you know, she flipped out on him, like, you know, what the fuck are you doing? You know, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, it, it comes out like, you know, did you forget who I am again? You know, I'm your sister. I started thinking, like, okay, so is Darlene her real name? Is is his sister's name Darlene? Or is Darlene, like, some girl that he might have had a crush on back in the day? And for whatever reason, you know, he was seeing, you know, he's actually looking at his oh. sister, but he's thinking that it's Darlene. Like, cause it, uh, I swear there was, oh. I swear there was something that she said that kind of alluded to the fact, like, it, it felt like she was saying that a girl that he used to like back in the day, you know, something happened to her, like maybe she died or something like that. And so I was, I was trying to figure out, like, okay, is, is this Darlene that we're seeing here, or is Darlene some girl that he used to like, and somehow he got it mixed up with you know his sister and we'll find out that you know this is her sister and her name is you know whatever you know what i mean so that's what i was trying to figure out but you hmm. know obviously that wasn't what it was like she darlene is is who we were looking at and darlene is his sister so. i think the other reason that i didn't it didn't even occur to me that darlene would be his sister is because we saw so many flashbacks to his childhood and he was, and she was like involved. a single child right. he was just an only child and like I don't know if that's because he had such like a fucked childhood plus mental illness that he just like revolved everything around him and like blocked yeah. everything else out. But 
Like, that was kind of weird. Yeah. So, like, why would I think he had a sister if we saw all these scenes yeah. of him as a kid and he didn't have a sister? The show totally set us up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. So, you know, we, we already kind of talked about, um, you know, Tyrell and, and, you know, what we thought about the relationship with his wife. But just to kind of come back to that for a second, um. Do, do, does anybody have any idea or any theories about what you know you think the end game for them was um and you know do you think any of that changed you know when he when he actually killed that woman on the rooftop or whatever any any guesses about what you know what might be going on with them um we'll go with uh Nicole first then Dago and then Terrell I really like the comparison you made earlier to House of Cards, and so I'm just going to keep running with it. That like right. I think they just want to be as powerful as possible, yeah. and like they'll just keep doing anything to get there. But I also think now that like his wife is like, whoa, like I don't, I don't know that I need to be a part of that. Like I will get my power my own way because like he's a mess, and she's got her shit together, and she doesn't need to wait around for him. Um, so I don't know, but I think they just wanted to be CEO or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought too. All right. Yeah. Terrell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing much much to add there. Um, I don't know what 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 their deal is. I have no idea. I don't know what they wanted there. I just think they wanted to be CEOs. Basically, they wanted to be head of head of the whole damn company. Yeah, that's pretty much what I would say too. That they wanted to try to um, climb the ladder as high as they could take it. Um, you know, pretty much by any means necessary, which is, you know, basically what uh, what Frank and Claire were doing on House of Cards. They were trying to, you know, do whatever they could do to get where it had to go. And, you know, if, if, if they had to fuck people over, if they had to fuck people, if they had to kill, whatever <laughs> they had to do, you know, they were willing to do it in order to get to where they wanted to go. So I, that was pretty much my thought about that. Um, so moving on to the next thing, uh, where the fuck is Tyrell now? Do, do you think he's dead? Is he on the run? Is he the man that was behind the mask in those those uh, commercials that we saw from Fuck Society? Where do we think Tyrell is um, now? We'll go with Dago first and then uh, Nicole and Terrell. Uh Yeah, so I think he's on the run, but he's also the guy behind the mask uh, that we saw in the commercials uh, just because I, I just thought it was, it was, it was kind of convenient that he was nowhere to be found. Uh, but then, like, the person that was behind the mask kind of had the same kind of mannerisms and a little bit of the accent, and you know what I mean? Like, it was just kind of like, I think that's Tyrell. Um, and I think he's just gathering his resources and trying, like, because he's, like, he's, uh, from what I understand, equally as good a hacker as Elliot is, but with, like, way more of a sinister edge. Right. Um, so... Like, I think he's trying to gather his forces, gather uh, information, trying to protect himself and also kind of like see where this F society thing can take him if he chooses to like go down that road and continue to like act like he was he's a part of it or guide it. I think to him, he just wants to be as powerful as possible. And before Evil Corp was the most powerful thing in the world. But if F Society has taken Evil Corp down, then it's more powerful. So he was exactly. like, I'm going to get in here and be this mask and like take this over from Elliot because he doesn't care about anybody. So he's like, bye, Elliot. I'm leaving you in an SUV in a parking lot somewhere. I'm going to like drug you or whatever. And um, like he just wants to be 
in charge of whatever the most powerful thing in the world is. So I don't know. It never occurred to me that he would also be a hacker. I don't think he's very smart. I think he's just very like sly and like. I thought he was a hacker because he was like, I have the same rig as you. Like I have like, like I understand what you're doing. I think he's a hacker too. You could still be sly though. Like, you know, people that just keep climbing and you look and like, how the hell did you get in this position? And then other people people. may think he's smart. Right. Other people think he's smart, but like, no, have you really sat down and talked? He don't know what the hell he's doing. He's figured his way out of way to sleaze into the top. And I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's that smart. I I think he's like tricking other people into hacking things for him. And then he's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, look, I'm, I'm here. I don't know the way the way he was talking about that Linux system and the way that he was talking about like the way that like uh, Elliot's oh when they first met yeah like the way that that, the way they were talking shop like I I assume that he was like because Elliot was like oh who the fuck like usually these guys don't know what the hell they're talking about but this guy's like talking to me about like Unix and shit and whatever and like that's when I was like oh so he might actually be a maybe he's not as good as Elliot. But he definitely probably knows what he's doing yeah, or he, what he's gotten himself into. Right. Yeah, gotcha. I, I thought the same thing. You know, when they when they met each other and he was able to, uh, you know, basically like speak the language, but he wasn't one of those people that try to use certain technical terms and you know misuse them or whatever. Like you know, if if you hear people reviewing you know TV shows or whatever and they'll talk about oh, and the camera pans up, you cannot pan up. You pan left <laughs> and right. You tilt yeah. up and tilt down. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you know, he wasn't trying to use jargon but misusing it. Like, he actually, it seemed like Elliot, he was saying stuff to Elliot that made sense to Elliot about, you know, hacking and about just, you know, computers and technology and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely so. agree with uh, with Dago on that. Um, tell him, was there, what was your answer for um for this, you know, what, where do you think uh, Tyrell is or, or did they, you know, we pretty much already say it. Y'all pretty much already said it. I have no, I don't know where he is. Yeah. I bet you got that gun though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he got that gun out of the popcorn. Um, yeah, I agree with everybody else, man. I, I think that, you know, he was trying to get to the top of the game, whatever that meant for him. And that, um, you know, he's probably still alive and, and still out there somewhere. And, you know, we'll see him again uh, in season two. So, who y'all just- think gonna find him first, though? I think his wife gonna find him and, uh, Y'all say she don't care no more, but I think she's going to try to figure out where he is because somebody else want to know where he is. Yeah, he's. I yeah. think he's the kind of guy that, like, who will inadvertently tell on himself and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and like, just – I, I agree with you. Maybe he's not as – yeah, he's not as smart as he thinks he is. Like, he – his wife will find him. I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, and he'll leave – he'll leave some clues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and maybe – you know what? I, I think let's, – let's talk about that for a second. Like – I actually think she does know where he's at. I don't think she needs to find him. I, it felt to me like, okay, so we know that Elliot was kind of unreliable um, as a narrator. You know, we've talked about it. You know, he's he's got the mental issues and he's got, you know, the drug issues. And, and obviously, like, he has forgotten who his sister is. And, you know, he's seeing his dead father, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But... He does seem like a really intelligent person. Obviously, he's a very intelligent person, but he also seems like he kind of knows, you know, what to do and what to say, even in sort of, you know, these crazy situations that he might not have ever been in otherwise. So when he finally did meet up with Joanna on the street, it really felt to me like she was a few steps ahead of him. And she already knew 
that he was there looking for Tyrell and, and all that. Like, even though, right, and even that, though, that's a good point. Even though that, you know, just like with the situation with the police showing up and telling, you know, mentioning that, you know, this guy's wife had been killed and they just wanted to talk to Tyrell about it. As soon as they said her name, you could see something in, in his wife's mind click. That was the first time that she heard about it. She really didn't know that the woman was dead and mm-hmm. didn't know that Tyrell had done it. She heard it for the first time, but then something in her mind just immediately clicked. And then, you know, a couple seconds later, you know what I'm saying, you hear her scream and you find out that she basically induced her own labor. Like she was able to quickly think on her toes. So she might not have known that Elliot was going to come to the house that day. But as soon as she found out and he said some, anything about Tyrell, it seemed like she was able to put everything together. Like, I might not know exactly who who you are or whatever, but I know mm-hmm. what this shit is about. You know what I'm saying? And I felt like she was already a few steps ahead of where he was at. So whatever information that he knows or he thinks he knows that he's trying to get, she wasn't going to be dumb enough to, to let it be known. And I wouldn't even be surprised if, like, you know, next season at some point, maybe one of the first things that we see it's her getting on the phone or, or you know, sending them, getting on the computer or something like that and being like, yo, where the fuck are you at? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I yeah. think that she's probably still in communication with him and might might even know where he's, might have even told his ass where to go. Like, no, where, because yeah. I think she, I, I don't know. She, cause she made it seem like, listen, I don't want nothing to do with you until you get your shit together. And I think she might not have, not, like, she might not have gave a damn where he was. And then when Elliot came snooping, uh-huh. she realized, oh, that, oh, he might actually... He might be owning something now. Like, he might be getting his shit together. So let me find him real quick. Like, I feel like she didn't yeah. know where to find him, but I don't think she she already knew. Like, right. I don't think she gave a damn. I think after she told his ass to get the step in at the hospital or get his stuff together or whatever, I think she was done with him until Elliot came looking for him. Now she want, him, want to find out what it is, what the deal is. And I think she'll find him quickly, though. I, yeah, I can see that. And, and, and you know, if, if what you're saying is right, then it could be one of those things like, I need to find him before anybody else does. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that 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 makes sense. Um, was anybody else gonna say something about that before we move on? No. Okay. Um. So let's see. What was the next thing? Um. Okay. So yeah, we already talked about some of the twists and turns, like Mr. Robot being Elliot's dead father and Darlene being, you know, his sister. Um, that he forgets about and stuff like that. Um, those might be your answer, but as you discover some of the twists and turns of the show, what were some of the, your favorite twists that, like, when that happened, it was like, oh, shit, like, I never saw that coming, but I really like that. Um, we'll go with Terrellyn first and then Nicole and Dago. Um, It was the reveal that it was, that his dad was, that not only was he dead, but it was his dad. That whole reveal, even though we might have had it in our head at one point, that whole twist Threw me for a loop. Also, finding out how um, this wasn't really a twist per se. Well, maybe, but finding out how in control Joanna really was and how bitch ass Terrell was in a way. <laughs> that was just watching him come home and like, oh, nigga, you ain't controlling nothing. Nothing. That's, <laughs> huh? Yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh, it was interesting. It made me want to know more about them because before I was like man I don't like him I don't like nothing about him I still don't like him but you know it it makes his character more interesting right on Nicole um 
the one for me, I think, is Darlene's ex, like figuring that whole circle out and that he was part of the whatever the dark rose or white the rose. white rose. White rose. <laughs> we're all tanking. Tank. <laughs> well, I can't remember what they called like the actual group. The dark that, something. It dark? was dark something. Yeah, it was the dark pe- something. The yeah. people in China and that somehow he was related <laughs> to them and that like. Dark Army? I think it was, it was Dark, Dark Army. Dark Army sounds about right. Yeah. But that that he was the ex, that like this random guy who was trying to give out CDs on the street, that there was so much more to that, that, that like every scene in this show was so important. Yeah. I'm still confused about how that, how he's linked up to, like I know he's Darlene's ex and I know he's a member of that Dark whatever, but I still don't quite get how, what's up, why, why he cares. Yeah. I'm no. with you. I don't know either. Maybe we'll find out in season two. Maybe Angela is more than she seems. Ooh. Maybe Ollie is more than he seems, but probably, probably not. not. <laughs> I'm telling you, y'all gonna hate. Y'all gonna end up hating Angela, man. <laughs> Everybody at home keep a score. Remember, I said this shit. Terrellin said this shit. So you know, when we come back <laughs> for 102 in a year, and they and, and die on the cold, like man, fuck Angela. Like, see, <laughs> we, told you, we told you. Was there anything mm-hmm. else you wanted to say, Nicole, about that? No, that was it. All right, Mr. I'm Dido. also curious is why why was Darlene in black and Angela in white? Because they you know, they were trying to make Angela like and that's another thing I ain't like about her. Like just that fucking deer in headlights look that she constantly had. Like they were trying to make her look like I guess like, you know, innocent and like a I know they were trying to make her angelic, hence her name. Yeah, Angelica like, like, like or she... Angel Angela. But like Darlene no. is she like she's part of she helped Elliot create a society. Why is she, and, and I know she's still in communication with her ex, but is it something darker than that? Why is she so dark? Is it something think, more sinister than that? I think it may have just been like a costuming, like dark and light, but they're related thing. Like, I don't know that it's deeper than yeah. that. It yeah. might be. Well, Angela. Oh, no, it seems like this show is so everything is, it feels like everything means something in the show, but maybe not. Who knows? Well, I feel like okay. Angela pulls uh, Elliot like closer to his I wouldn't say darker but like the more like calculating kind of like Angela does or Darlene does sorry Darlene sorry my bad other way around uh towards his like vigilante side and so Mm -hmm. maybe that's why she's like dark quote-unquote oh they're like they're like angels on his shoulders yeah and then Angela pulls him more towards the mental health kind of like get your life together like buy into the system kind of thing Mm -hmm. so the the angels on the shoulder thing that definitely makes a lot of sense the other thing I would say is that you know Elliot wears a lot of dark colors too so you know maybe it could just be like you know, not really a family thing, but you know, he and his sister just both happened to wear this, you know, dark attire. Like I mentioned, his black hoodie earlier. You know, Angela wore like a lot of black and, you know, grays and you know, darker tone colors. And you know, Angela they had her in lighter stuff. And you know, she was her skin is lighter. You know, she's she's more of a uh, a lighter uh, tone or, or paler tone of of a white person. And you know, Angela, I mean, uh, Darlene was a little. You know, she had a little bit of a more of a spray tan tone. yeah spray tan you know what I mean like yeah, I mean so. I, I agree with all of that I think I just think it stood out a whole lot in the ballerina scene because they were in a dance studio it, they stood it stood the costuming stood out a lot in that yeah. scene along um, with the fact that you're yeah. just really seeing them together for the first time and everybody's like why the fuck are they together like how do they even know each other yeah so, that's true 
All right, so um, Dago, what was your answer for um, you know, what what the 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 twist of things that you enjoyed discovering the most? Uh, well, we talked a lot about the other twists, and I enjoyed all of those. Uh, the um, the one that I was like, I like fist pumped, but then I was like, oh no, what does it mean? Was the uh, Fernando getting out of jail? Yeah, and then his brother his brother getting uh shot instead of like you know Fernando, and then I'm like, oh yes, like you know that guy was being a douche, but like everyone's a douche. Uh, and then I was like, oh, but what's gonna happen to poor little Elliot? Because like, yeah, like Fernando was in there just because of Elliot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a hug uh, you, bro. I'm a hug you. Yeah, yeah, man. He was so creepy. <laughs> yeah, man. And he was like, me and you were gonna do great things and shit. Like, was, Fernando and Tyrell are never allowed to meet. Oh, I know. Oh, like man. that would be my yeah. worst nightmare. <laughs> uh, but Tyrell would like turn his nose up to him or whatever. But he uh, would, but Fernando. But yeah, would and then uh, him finding uh, Shadeland in the trunk. Like, all of that together, I was oh. just like, God, this is heart-wrenching. Because, yeah. like, you know, it's like, he's like that weird dude that finally got a girlfriend. And you're like, yeah, man, you're doing it, dude. You're getting it together. And then it's just like, no, she's in the trunk of a car. I, <laughs> I, I was so sad. <laughs> I like yeah. that. I actually did like the fact that he had whatever relationship he it was that he had with Shayla. Because it, you know it would be easy to make him just the the awkward dude who was a virgin and you know all you know just that that hacker guy that sort of a, a stereotyped a cliched you know mm-hmm. version of of what he actually is, but to show that he was actually you know able to like it seemed to me like in some ways he was unable to function and unable to, to talk to other people, but in other ways like he kind of chose not to. So, like, the social awkwardness that he had or whatever, like, he kind of chose to be that way in some ways. But if he wanted to be with a with a girl or whatever and even kind of have, like, the shitty relationship that they had, like, he could choose to do that, too. So right. I, I kind of like the fact that, you know, he and Shayla um, were able to interact the way that they were. And this actually leads perfectly into the next question. You know, there's a few more to go. But, you know, the next one was, like, you know, what other plot lines did you enjoy? And, and I would say for myself, I'll just go ahead and go first on this one. Um, you know, I I like the the Shayla stuff, um, the Fernando thing, you know, which is tied to the Shayla stuff. Like that was that was all really intense. Um, I was actually kind of surprised that we never saw him again after he got out of jail. Um, so that was that was, you know, something that really caught my eye. Um, you know, so stuff like that were things that were weren't really big plot lines. You know, somebody mentioned earlier the thing with um, you know, Darlene's ex. I thought that guy was a throwaway character. Like when he gave the CD, mm-hmm. I thought that there was just a throwaway character, just a scene to, you know, you know, give him the CD and everything like that. I never expected to see that man again. So when we saw him again and then we saw that he was working with um Dark Army or whatever it was called, which was, you know, ultimately tied to uh White Rose, I was like, Oh shit, like I, I didn't really expect my man to be here anymore. So that was interesting and, and you know, I think somebody also mentioned that, you know, maybe we'll see more of that. You know, in the next season, so that was one. You know, that was another one. So that would probably be my three answers for that. We'll go with Dago and Nicole and Terrell for um, your answers about you know other plot lines that you um, enjoy, like little side things or just you know stuff that you know kind of stood out. Um, yeah, I think we've covered a lot of the show. Yeah. Um, the thing that stood out to me, like that made the show really special, or, or one of the little things, was the um, the way that they handled addiction, like in a very kind of like human way like they didn't trivialize it uh like they didn't like they didn't make elliot seem like less of a person for being an addict like they like you know how like show tv media traditionally just kind of like 
uh, throws those people away or kind of like makes it their fault or like, you know, all these kind of like negative things and addiction, you know, it's a negative thing, but it doesn't make you like any less of a human being or a person. Uh, it's just like something that happens and, you know, people work through it and, you know, it's like any sort of, um, any sort of thing that happens to you. Um, so I just thought it was great the way that they like, they wove in like the mental health aspect and self-medication and then addiction and then um like how they wove him coming down from uh morphine and or like the opiates um and like how it affected the missions and stuff and how it affected his like the whole overall plan and the overall overall arc like i really thought that was interesting because you know it's it's a it's a new different way to present obstacles to main characters and it wasn't done in a like cheesy awful like way that it used to be done like right. I, I just thought it was a really cool take on it and uh and so i appreciated the writers for that so right i really liked the storyline with um with his boss gideon we haven't really talked about gideon much but i i just thought that that was kind of like a sweet afterthought mm -hmm. in the show that like he really valued elliot as an employee and he like <laughs> he didn't really relate to any of the other employees, but he was like, this guy is smart. Like, I want him to be my friend. I'm going to come out to him because my, yeah. my partner wants me to come out to somebody. And he, like, invited him over for dinner, and he was just such, like, a normal part of Elliot's life yeah. that, like, just could not be because, like, Elliot's life is just too complicated for that. Um, but he was just such, like, a fun little, like, you know, place of humor and stuff like that and, like, the plot kind of happened around him. He wasn't super important, but I liked having him there. Yep, Terrilyn? Um, it, it's like Doggo's. Um, basically, I, well, no, not Doggo. I think it was you that said, um, talked about Shayla, that whole, and what's his name, Fernando? For, what's his yeah, name? Fernando. Fernando, Fernando. Um, that whole storyline behind how they met them falling in or whatever they were doing to get each other. Um, I think that was a good, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, but I think they also found some sort of solace in each other because she wasn't as open. He thought he had hacked her completely, but clearly he learned things new about her. So it was like a how he actually he actually connected to someone, and that was neat to see, even though it was too late. Yeah. But it was neat to see how he actually fell for her differently than anyone else and I, I i wondered did him and angela ever have anything i know they were childhood friends but she seemed surprised by homegirl being in that bed when he came back she actually seemed kind of jealous by that shit too like i i heard people talk about like maybe they thought maybe that um that there was a previous like you know dating or sexual thing between elliot and uh and angela or or that you know, one of them or both of them might have wanted it um, because she did kind of seem. I like, feel like they might have had something. She because yeah, when she saw when she saw and and they showed uh, Shayla's butt cheeks when they when when she when <laughs> saw that I was like I was like all right cool that's what's up but when 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 when, uh, <laughs> when they showed that shit and Angela popped in there she was like who the fuck is this bitch like you know what I'm saying like and you don't really look at like if you don't have any kind of feeling for somebody or whatever you might not necessarily have that reaction when you see somebody in their bed if anything you just be like oh shit i didn't know you had somebody over here you know whatever but she was like who is this hoe you know what yeah. i'm saying so 
I was when I I did notice that I was like, yo, Angela want to be the one with her ass out in that man's bed right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it made me wonder, like, was she just jealous? I mean, was it like a quick jealousy thing, or it was like a oh, he's finally moved on kind of thing? Because yeah. the way she said was like, um, oh no, I'm glad to see you're actually with somebody. Like, I wonder. Was he her, you know, dick in a box or something? I don't know. <laughs> you, yo, you know, she seemed a little. You know, the, you know, you know. Sometime after after that happened, off camera, she was like, "So, how are you and your little girlfriend doing?" Oh, I, <laughs> yes. I, I, I saw I saw your little friend at the store and stuff like that. You know, she was throwing that type of shit at him. Like, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. yeah, she 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 wanted that man's dick. That's the more <laughs> that story. She wanted that dick. Um. Okay. So, um. Just a few more things. Um, I know I've said that. I keep saying that towards the end of the shows or what. I stopped doing that shit. Uh, <laughs> I bet it literally is like just a few things. Yeah, it really is. Um, so we we want to talk about this real quick. So you know the the season finale was pushed back. You know due to the unfortunate tragedy up in Virginia where you know a guy shot uh, some people on live television. Um, you know I guess some former coworkers of his. Um, so, you know, definitely shout out and rest in peace to those people and, and shout out to the, the families affected by, you know, what that guy did, including his own family because he took his, his own life afterwards. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, the show was pushed back because they had a scene that was similar to that. Um, you know, first of all, what did you all think about the decision to push the show back? And then secondly, you know, when you finally did see the finale and the scene that caused the, the delay, which, you know, if, if you've gotten this far, then you've probably already seen the show. What happened was that, uh, one of the guys from E Corp was on television. He was a high level executive for that company, and he just was looking at the fact that the hack had gone through and that the you know the entire world's financial systems had been shut down because of the hack that F Society put out there. And um, you know he shot himself. He he put a gun. Did he put it in his mouth or to his temple? In his mouth. He in put his a, mouth. Yeah, he put a gun in his mouth and fucking shot himself on, you know, during a live interview on a television show. So it was kind of similar to what happened. So the question again is, you know, what did you all think of the decision to push the finale back? Um, and when you finally saw that scene, you know, what did you think? What was your reaction to it? Uh, we'll go with Nicole first, then Terrell, and then Dago. Since they were able to push it back, I think that that, like, made the most sense i think it would have been really up i mean it was an upsetting scene but i think that that would have been a like really upsetting to people and and people would have probably thought it was really disrespectful if they'd aired it right away so it was good that they were able to like take that week because that was a weird week for like everyone but especially people in television and so regardless of what network you're on like you know that was not a cool thing that happened and i think it really shook people in the industry Mm -hmm. um man that scene well because Doggo warned me because he was like, oh, yeah, this scene had been pushed back. I didn't know anything about the show. And then we watched it in one day. And so Doggo was like filling me in as we were going. And I was like, oh, fuck, does somebody die on TV? And he was like, yeah. Yeah. And then we watched it. And I was like, oh, man, that was awful. Yeah, Yeah, nothing really prepares you for it because it's pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Terrilyn? I think it was a good idea for them to push it back. Um yeah, everybody was already sensitive anyway. So I think it was a great idea that they pushed it back. Um, and I wasn't one of those people on Twitter like, what the hell? Right. But um, but then when I saw the scene, I was like, it's it's 
not very similar, but I understand why they pushed it back because it was that night or the very next day. No, it was right? the same day. It was the same day. Like Yeah, so I understood why they pushed it back because it was the same day. But I didn't really see the... I guess just because it was on the news, they were re-interviewing him. I really didn't see the, the connection, but who knows? And it's been... Have you? Did you know this has been on TV before? Do y'all listen to um, Sword and Scale podcast? Never heard of nope. it. Okay, so anyway, they go through these. I don't mean to derail the show, but they go through these tragic uh, scenarios and weird things that happen. And apparently, there was some senator that, like in the '60s or '70s, Bud Dyer or somebody who uh, was about to step down from office because he, uh, they were charging him with murder or something. So right before he resigned, he passed out these these letters to the people in the uh, press. And during his press conference, took an envelope, gave two letters to his wife, one to the to the press, told them to read it, pulled out a gun out of the envelope and shot himself in the in the head. Like I think he put the mouth the gun in his mouth. Oh my gosh. And it was aired on TV, like it was live because it was, yeah. you know, he was it was a press conference. Yeah, there was that newscaster did it right, like in the eighties or something. That's like really intense as well. Like it was kind of similar. Like they were like an they're an anchor and they're like. In other news, I'm going to shoot myself in the mouth or some crap, and you're just like, oh, Psh. yeah, oh. it was like it was ridiculous. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. So it's it's happened before. Yeah, that's crazy. I, so, I mean, I guess they take a lot of stuff straight from real life. Real stuff, yeah. Clearly, that's like, what I was about to say. I wonder Enron and and or all say whatever. All of those, all these things are very. It borrows from real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah. Daga, so. what, what's your answer for this question? Uh. I so I wa- actually watched this scene before I I had seen a second of Mr. Robot because I didn't think I was going to watch Mr. Robot, uh, <laughs> so I just saw the scene. And I was like, all right, let's see what this is about. And then uh, Doggo just really likes to watch people die. It's like one that's of my crazy. Things. I know that's very morbid. Um, it runs in the family, and uh, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just playing. And uh, <laughs> um. So I, I saw it and I was like, "Oh, that's not that bad." And I think it's just because I watch a lot of like gory action adventure things, so I'm just kind of like, "That's not that bad." Um, but it made sense to me just like in the context of the week and people's sensitivity and and honestly, it's the summer. Like you're you're not up against anyone like competing or anything for ratings really. Like you know, you're kind of like in your own bubble. Like from like a business point of view and and from a like sensitivity point of view just it just made sense to move it and so i'm glad they did because um mm-hmm. you know i don't know jezebel would have written something or gawker would have been like oh, i can't believe they you know didn't do that or you know so just avoid the whole thing you know maybe make someone a few people's weeks inconvenienced and just move on so i thought it was, i thought it was a good idea yeah i me. was expecting something crazy like in Times square to happen i was expecting I was expecting him to shoot everybody in the room, like wh- or like something. Yeah, yeah, like, like um, f- for me, like, yeah, I agree with everybody. Like, I I didn't necessarily think that they needed to push it back, but like you said, you're not up against anybody else, so it was fine. Like, I don't have a problem with it. Like, if they would have aired it the same night, I would have been able to watch it and and not really had an issue. But I I do respect the fact that other people would have had an issue because. It was the exact same day. Like that morning is when the guy, you know, shot those people on air. And then to sit there and see it, you know, on Mr. Robot that night, you know, obviously everybody that's aware of the happenings of, you know, the shooting or whatever isn't necessarily going to watch that show. But for anybody that does watch the show, you know, to, to kind of get a double dose of, 
you know, people dying, you know, on the air would have been, you know, a bit much. So, you know, I didn't have an issue with it at all, but I would have been fine with it if they would have aired it, um, you know, the same night or whatever. But I think it was a good decision, though. I definitely support mm-hmm. that decision. And when I finally saw the scene, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, you know, it wasn't the exact same, you know, obviously because the man took his own life. But, I mean, it was it was close enough. You know, the fact that a gun was used on air and, you know, somebody got, you know, killed, you know, shit, that was that was the similarity or whatever. So it wasn't exactly the same thing, but it was close, though. Um, so, you know, once again, you know, we I think we all were pretty much, you know, recommended or whatever. But I'll just ask, you know, would you all recommend this show, you know, to um, to other people? You know, what I'm saying would you would you try to put other people onto this show before, um, you know, next season begins? We'll go with Dago first and then Nicole and then Terrell. Yeah, I'd say, um, you know, uh, if, it, if somebody's on the fence about watching the show, they're like, oh, I don't know, it's not, you know, uh, you could do a lot worse things with ten hours of your life. Yeah. Uh, so even less than ten hours, and and um, I think I think well, if anyone's on the fence, I would just be like, you, you'll be glad you you finally saw this. Like, yeah. y- even if you don't like ex- like it as much as I do, like the things it makes you think about it. I think it's worth your time. So, yeah, I definitely think it's worthwhile. I've been recommending it to people. I've been doing a terrible job doing so, <laughs> but it's great. And then we'd have more people to talk about it with. So, right. Yeah. Well, it's a perfect show to binge. Hopefully people that listen to your show and people that will end up hearing this will, you know, take your advice after hearing the different conversations that you've been involved in about it and be like, you know what, Nicole is right. I'm going to listen to that shit, man. You know, watch no, that we, we have had a few people like tweet at us and be like, oh, yeah, this is actually good. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I'm like, yeah. yeah, that's right. So, ladies and gentlemen, listen to Dago and Nicole. They know what they're talking about, man. <laughs> Terrell and go and I'm, I'm, I'm going to take uh, Dago's spell on it and I'm going to try to sell it again. But, yeah, right. I would definitely recommend the show. Word. Yeah, we, I'm gonna go back and, and copy whatever he said earlier as to how to sell people. On the <laughs> yeah, show. no doubt. Yeah, I, I would do the same thing, man. I, I'm gonna try to convince other people that haven't checked it out already, and you know, even in in certain situations, I might even be willing to you know go back and watch the whole thing over again myself. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, just you know, as a refresher between now and when the next season begins. Um, so the last thing you know that I wanted to ask you all, we're we're at the end here, is um. You know, what are you looking forward to seeing the most, you know, next season? You know, whatever happens to be characters, plot lines, whatever. Just, you know, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to or maybe hoping, you know, to see um, in the next season and, and even beyond that? But, you know, particularly season two. We'll go with Terrell first and then Dago and then Nicole. I can't wait to see how Dago and Nicole flip on Angela when she <laughs> yes. shows up. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, what else? <laughs> and, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in seeing what Terrell and Joanna. I, I got to see what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. All right, Dago. Uh, I'm interested in uh, the White Rose. The White Rose. Uh, uh, his involvement uh, with everything, and because it's just like that, just seems like a whole kind of other kind of thing to unlock. And how uh, Elliot might get wrapped into that because I, I definitely think that they'll need the help for whatever, like whatever they're trying to plan. They'll need the help to get it done. And uh, obviously, like Elliot's like one of the best. Um, and just kind of uh, the rebuilding process of like the entire world economy and uh, and seeing how that plays out. 
before we watched the last episode, I was talking to Doggo and I was like, man, how are they even going to have a second season? Like they're just going to pull this off and then it's going to be done. And I don't know why I thought anything about this show was going to be easy. But then the like the fact that we didn't even get to watch it happen and that like Elliot wasn't even there for it. And it was like, well, fuck, now we have to have a second season and it's going to be amazing because we have to figure out what happened in this last episode that we didn't get to watch. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that in the beginning of the next season we'll get to see sort of what happened as well as like move forward because i have a lot of questions about that last episode definitely um for me uh you know uh definitely want to see what's up with tyrell and joanna you know find out more about what's what's going on with that uh i'm interested in seeing if we'll ever see fernando and that shit again or if that was really just something that was kind of contained in that you know that few episodes you know sort of like in the middle of everything i think the one where he um broke out of prison and and was and shot shayla was like episode six so i think he was like maybe like four or five and six or something like that so you know seeing about you know what's up with that uh like dago said you know how they're gonna try to repair everything you know because the entire world is fucked up right now so how are they gonna try to fix that white rose is definitely interesting krista you know what i'm saying like what's gonna happen with her because like i kind of thought that we were getting away from her like because we hadn't seen her in most of the episodes but for her and for that that slime ball that she was you know dating in the the early the early episodes to come back kind of said to me like okay we'll probably see them again you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. to try to find out what's going on with her she was an interesting character as well you know what i'm saying even though we didn't get a lot you know a lot of information about her so to see what's up with that will be interesting so you know um just just everything man like you know and there's probably so much other shit that we haven't even thought about because you know this show just hasn't really you know presented it to us just yet but just what other kind of twists and turns you know we'll we'll discover along the way um and and also like we know that elliot is it was going to see krista who was his uh his therapist we never really found out why you know i guess it was a court order or something like that so oh, maybe yeah. trying to find out like what it was that had him you know have to go see her and then also finding out like what exactly is wrong with him because like we we kind of bounced around like maybe schizophrenia or bipolar or whatever but to maybe find out exactly what his issue is and why he you know is seeing his father like hopefully he'll have some more scenes where he goes to see her and kind of tells her everything that's been going on and then we can you know she can be like okay well this is you know this is why that we can kind of understand him more you know what i'm saying um right so that's basically it, man. That's that's it, man. You know, we we are over two hours into this shit. So you Ooh. got a very thorough, <laughs> you know, a very thorough unpacking of Mr. Robot, you know, from four people's perspectives, man. So if you if you haven't been convinced on this show, then you fucking up. You know what I'm saying? You need to go ahead and watch this joint and then you'll be able to appreciate what we've been talking about here. I'm gonna give everybody another shot to shout out their websites and Dago in the Cold's case, the podcast. Twitter handles, whatever you want people to know about you and where they can find you at, and then we'll wrap this thing up. We'll go with uh, Terrellin first, and then Dago and Nicole can shout out their show and their individual stuff, and then I'll I'll wrap it up. Um, I am Two Fish Terrellin on Twitter, the number two fish T E R I L Y N. That's where I tweet from the most when I do tweet. Um, my blog is diggingdiscography.com, and the handle for that. Twitter is uh, Digging Discog, and 
I think that's pretty much it. I'm also Two Fish Terrell on Instagram, but I don't post there that much. Right. Dago. Uh, yeah, so we are Breakfast for Dinner Podcast. We're at bfdpod.com. Uh, our Twitter is at bfd underscore podcast. I'm on Twitter at T-E-H-D-A-G-O. Uh, Henry David Throde at the moment, but I change my name all the time. Um, we are on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud. We don't we don't talk about shows this in depth, uh, but we we do talk about shows like every week, and uh, and we talk about current events and politics and and uh, and pop culture. And we have fun games. Uh, we have a song of the week every week, and uh, and we just we just like to have fun. We we it's like uh, dropping into our dining room once a week, literally, so, literally. Uh, uh, and I'm on Twitter at Nicola Hearts and I C O L A Hearts. That's where you can find me. You have me. a blog. Tell them about I, the blog. I have a blog. I have a blog called writeslikeagirlblog.com. It's very good, guys. It's a body positive style blog. So if body any of those words interest you. Word. That's right. Go ahead. <laughs> man, what's wrong with you, girl? You got to shout that out. I'm glad you mentioned <laughs> that, Dago. Definitely, man. And, of course, you know I'm Leonard. Uh, Lbrothersmedia.com. At L Brothers Media. At Look Listen Pod on Twitter. Um and that's pretty much it, man. And of course, you know the audibletrial.com slash look and listen pod look listen pod for your audio book needs. Um and we'll definitely put all of this information in the show notes so you'll all be able to see everybody's information and, and click on the links and all that kind of stuff. I wanna thank everybody for joining me on the show. I had a great Thanks time talking us. about Mr. Robot with you all. Again, group hug because this is the first time I've been able to talk about this show with other people. So <laughs> thank y'all for being there for a brother on this on this <laughs> rainy Saturday afternoon. And uh, oh, that's oh. it, man. So um, <laughs> until the next time, man. Oh, also, thank you to everybody that um checked out the couple mixtapes that I put out. The previous oh, they were two so episodes. good. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Thank you, Dago, for that, man. Definitely appreciate that. I had fun doing those. So hope everybody. He's so northern. Uh, He's such a northern guy. <laughs> hope everybody enjoyed those or whatever. And I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Until next time, man. Look and listen podcast. We out of here. Peace.